You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of my good pals uh, Dylan and Jimmy. Um, well, that happened. Friday happened. <laughs> that was a day. Um, basically, the best way to sum up that day, it was the picture I think I saw where it's those three people I think in a church and they're all pointing guns at the back of the head, and then there's someone with a sniper rifle at the top of the building, and <laughs> it was like the first person in the front. It was the uh, the first trade that happened, the OEL Berlin <laughs> trade. Flyers. No, uh, it was the Bushnevich trade, then yeah, the, the Bushnevich trade, trade, then the OEL yeah. trade, then Seth Jones. Then was the Seth sniper. Jones trade, and then that was just like fine, whatever. They're out of Buffalo, and then Bushnevich happened, which we all knew was ridiculous. Like everybody who knows hockey knows that's a terrible trade. Then Jim Benning does what Jim Benning does, which was what of. Okay, when's the last time we saw that much money moved from team to team? That was insane. It's been a while. I would have to think it was probably, um, not in terms of salary going the other way, but the McDonough trade was a lot of salary. That's like the last one I can even think of that was that much at least. But like going the other way too, I don't know. Like that's just like, that's a combined like $30 million worth of salary. Dude, they trade away a, a full line of overpaid bums. Area. Yeah, was it Roussel, Beagle? Uh, love Beagle though, and um, Erickson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All yeah. in the same trade. Insanity. Yeah, I mean, oh, what Pierce? Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just gonna say, and I guess good on Arizona for 
I mean, literally the last four days, all they've been doing is just um, reacquiring draft capital after losing it all after um, the Chaka shit. So they got the ninth overall pick. I Who did they pick again at nine? I don't Dylan remember. Gunther. Gunther, yeah, that was a great pick. Um, they got a second for taking on Shane Bear, which I think is a win because they just need bodies in general. So I have like four second round picks next year. Mm-hmm. They got all those picks from the Andrew Ladd deal. They got a second in this deal, I think, too. So Arizona's filling up the prospect pool very nice right now. And also they got rid of an RFA that they were already not going to re-sign also because it sounds like the Garland talks were never going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, you bring up filling up their prospect pool. Guess who just got rid of all of theirs? Stop. The Chicago Blackhawks. I really did not want to talk about this. And we kind of, like, I remember, Schmitty, we were talking on the live stream, You like, the exact moment you found out that the Blackhawks were interested in Seth Jones. You were like, no, no, no. <laughs> and then we had to, like, stop, like, what we are talking about. And, like, Seth Jones does not work out. And we've been saying this for what seems like a month plus now. And no matter how much we've, like, sit, talked about it and prepared ourselves for it, it was never like we were never going to be ready for how disastrous that trade was. Read it, run from it. Seth Jones, nine point five AAV, still arrives all the same, mm. and it did. So, I, I literally just like I feel like we were sitting there in the stream on Friday night, and I'm gonna make another <clears throat> Infinity Warm joke. Like I felt like Nebula after the snap happened. I'm just like, you fucking did it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, he did, he it. did it. Get it, and I just there's like more coming out about this trade now as like people are talking more. Like there was more today on Thirty One Thoughts about the trade, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like apparently Bowman was super adamant on not moving Kurashev. Like out of all the pieces, Kurashev. Like really? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm sorry. You know I love Kurashev. Like that's like you know probably my underrated piece. But like if there's anybody she be adamant about not moving of any of your Dude, prospects it's Boquist. I'd move Reichel before Boquist too. Oh, like, easily. Dude, it's a winger. I don't get this idea of just shattering your best defensive prospect to I get it. You're taking on a guy who's gonna be on your team for a decade, which is fine. As like, contract ends in twenty thirty. Yeah, like you better pray to be God. You better, I'm sorry. Dude, he'll make it through three I bet he makes it through at least two coaches and at least two GMs. Like that's he's here. He's a hawk for the long haul. Like we, yeah. like I, I'm rooting for him now. Like I, we need him to be great. Honestly, like there's just that's no way around it at this point. Um, I mean, clearly he's coming into Chicago with the chip on his shoulder too. From the interviews, he sounds like he doesn't. He sounds like he wants to prove that he, the player he was the last two years, isn't the player he is. He thinks he hasn't hit his peak yet. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> See. But I just, like, I could live with, like, it, we talked about it on a Friday. It was, like, every part of that trade you could live with, and then another part came out where you were just like, okay, now I can't. Like, when it was just Boquist, the first and the second, I was like, okay, that's fine. And then we found out they were pick-swapping, and I was like, okay, that's really stupid. And then they gave him the 2022 first, and I was like, okay, Bowman, you just fucking went right off the preserva- or the preservation. Like, what are you doing? Like any any justification you had of that trade is now gone at that point. Dude. You look yeah. back at the another draft day where they just completely fucked everything up. Like 
obviously the Jomerson for Murphy now in hindsight is a really good trade, but still the Saab for Panarin trade is bad. But at the very least, you didn't give up a future first round pick to get Brandt side, you know? Um, yeah, and like that. Oh, sorry, Pierce. Sorry, it's a horrible trade. There's no defense of it, but at the very least, you can make the defense okay. You got rid of your draft picks this year. You moved down, but hey, you still got your first round pick for next year. Not even that now, and it is top two protected. But what are the odds the Chicago Blackhawks make the playoffs? I think it's fifty fifty. I don't like. The West is very wide open. Vegas is a good team. Colorado is a good team. But really, other than that, who else? They could sneak into a wild card spot. But is this what you want as a franchise? Do you just want to sneak in to the first round and lose every year? Like the Minnesota Wild, you brought that up, Schmitty. I don't I don't know what the direction of this team is. No, honestly, I don't. I can't. I, sorry, it doesn't I matter if the playoffs or not. You shouldn't be giving up that much capital for him. Exactly. And All I the don't, leverage. All I don't the know. leverage. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing, too. There was... A, you go from winning a trade where you have zero leverage for trading away Duncan Keith, which yeah, yeah. honestly, looking back at it now, they shouldn't have. Like, it would have been better if they just kept him. Like, and then, uh, dude, it, and it, then, it, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just trying to go on a rant right now. It's, you're good. Um, Seth, the only place that would have worked for Seth Jones that he wanted to sign long-term was with Chicago. What leverage did Columbus have? And yet again, another Columbus fleecing from Chicago. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get this trade. I don't get what they see in Seth Jones. Okay. Yes. You, you, you bring up the fact he was on a bad Columbus team. Where do you think he's going now? Who is he going to play with? Okay. So I have been, I am now in the acceptance stage of grief at this point or whatever you want to call it. Um, there are ways you can make this trade work while it still is not going to work. Cause like, okay, he's still going to suck defensively. I'm sorry. There's just no way he gets better in this defensive system defensively. However, we have the offense to make it to where he could at least be productive offensively. Now again, like, I could see him so easily bouncing back to a 40, 50 point guy just by being glued to the number one power play and getting those minutes playing on the ice with guys like Kane and Taze and DeBrinkin and Kubelik and Doc. You know, he has actual shooters on on this team. He can actually make those breakout passes and stuff. But it just comes down to the defensive game at the end of the, end of the day. And I just don't know. Like, obviously, yeah. it's just. It'll just be like having a really expensive Eric Gustafson, if that's the case. But maybe he bounces back defensively. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to put, at the bare minimum, 40 points. I think he's going to make the power play better. You're trying to look for positives in this trade. He's going to make the power play better. Make no mistake about it. He's I'd argue great. he makes the penalty kill a little better, too. Uh, apparently, he's a good penalty killer as well. Um, but yeah. five, five, on five, five on five is really like where he struggles. And yeah. Bowman says that this is the kind of guy you can put out there with a minute left. I don't know about that. I I just I mean, hate can, I just hate the, yeah, that's true. It's just this I hate this whole narrative where you if you wanted to go after top two defensemen this offseason it was kind of Seth Jones or Dougie Hamilton and I hate this thing where oh Dougie Hamilton's uh, offensive defenseman he can't uh, defend or Seth Jones is this very good monster two way defenseman when in reality it's really the other way around and again 
I want to eat so much shit on this trade. I want to eat so much crow. I want Seth Jones to be great, but look at the track record. But who's who does this who does this fall on? Stan Bowman. He made this super huge gamble, and it might be the most disastrous trade of the past decade or so. And oh man, seriously, maybe one of the worst. I, as soon as the Jeff, trade was made, yeah. Just as soon as as soon as the trade was made, you knew you you were either giving. It, 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 and here's the thing: this team could not afford to get injured next year if they're going to be good. Like they can't afford a single player to get hurt. You talked about this. You're right. Like if Taves goes down again, you're fucked. If Doc goes down again, you're fucked. If Cat goes down, you're screwed. If even if Seth Jones goes down, you're even more screwed because you got all that capital locked up in him now. Like. They are on such thin ice next year, and if they don't, like, the only way it's even acceptable is if they don't get a top 10 pick, or they don't finish in the top 10 for, like, drafting next year. But, like, the problem is, if they even win the lottery, you're just gift-wrapping and probably Connor Bedard in two years. And, like, that's an unprotected first. Like, every time there's a a first-round pick traded the year after, it always bites the other team in the ass. The only time I could think it didn't was the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, of course, it's not going to. Like, they knew giving up two first-round picks to Ryan McDonough was going to win them cups down the road eventually. This is not the same case whatsoever. I, I... I don't know, man. And, like, let's just, like, be thankful that they didn't go Wallstead at 12 because Wallstead did fall to 12, which is even worse about this. So, um, also, Columbus had three first-round picks. You couldn't get above oh, 32. They fucking killed it, dude. Well, we'll talk about them after, but there's just yeah, so they, much There's so they, much to this trade. That's fucking bullshit. And you use your first-round pick to – well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um. What what what's their direction? What's your direction? You put out a statement back last October that you're rebuilding, and then you go out. Not only you give up a top eleven pick this year, you give up uh, one of the better prospects. defensive prospects in the NHL who doesn't even turn twenty one for another few weeks. I think. What's your direction here? You lock up all this money with Seth Jones. You have him till twenty thirty. That's when his contract ends. And the, Stan Bowman was so adamant on not giving out these long-term contracts. Again, what is the plan here? If you're going to acquire Seth Jones, you might as well just go all out for this year and make sure that, I guess, make sure that pick isn't a top 10 pick or anything of that and make the playoffs and make that money. If that's your goal, I mean, might as well go all, all out. I don't agree with the direction at all. I thought they had a great opportunity to really knock this draft park they're drafts out of the park this weekend with their all the picks they have, but then you just completely like you could have taken a huge step forward, but instead you take a huge step backward. And I, I don't know. I can't. I don't. I can't trust this front office, whether it's on the ice or off the ice. I, I don't know. You know, it's it's the thing with this draft is that it's hard to say. It's hard to really feel like they took a huge step back because when they traded for Jones, they basically fell on their own ass, and now we're just kind of watching them lay in the mud. It's it's just the same shit. It, it was disastrous to get Jones in the first place. We all know how bad it is. Like you could talk to like you talk at nauseam about it, and each time I feel like there's something new to be said about how disastrous it is. How it, it's such a loud, booming, 
just explosion of a disaster class that trade. And then and then there's this little consolation prize of hey, well there's still the draft. You know, let's see what they get. Let's you know see if they pick at 32. Maybe they get a good couple players here and there. They draft a cardboard cutout at 32. They made Blackhawks fans stay up all night. Not only did they tra- not only did this trade happen. Stan Bowman made us stay up all night during this draft that was way longer than usual because it's on ESPN for the first time, which I'm fine with, but that's what it is. That's the situation we're looking at here. And what I get to see at the end of the night is Stan Bowman, his smug little fucking face, standing in front of eight women who should oh not God, it should not man. be it should not be the biggest deal in the world that women get hired in the NHL, but fucks like him run it. So he gets to stand in front and, you know, like, you know, twiddle as you know what and be proud of himself. And then announce, and then have somebody announce like his awful pick. Those poor women, yeah. dude. They had, they yeah, had we'll, Nolan we'll get we'll get more into that later because oh yeah, I mean, you like like you bring up the fact that ESPN is holding the draft for the first time. You have a pick that's Logan Mayu, and then the next pick you have an organization that's covering all this up, and then a, a, a person who should probably be in prison right now is saying, ha, I got all these women. Look at how great we're doing. Anyways, yeah, look, look at me. I, I'm not being an asshole to women. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk more about that down the road. Um, again, you bring up the fact at the very least, like they could have gone after someone swung for upside and be like, okay, yeah, we gave up our, our 11th overall pick or whatever. But, hey, we got this guy at the end of the round. There was guys like who I was banging the table for, Logan Stankoven. There was oh, uh, my God. There was Francesco Pinelli. There was Atu Ratu. There was just so many of these guys that had higher upside, and they decided to go for a guy who probably best projects as a third-pairing defenseman. And the big theme with the draft was that they went out for all these tall defensemen and no upside at all. Zero upside. And one thing I've always praised the Blackhawks about is they always swing for upside. No matter what you think about it, you look at the Adam Bofitz pick, you look at the Kirby Dak pick, no matter what, they always swing for upside. But this draft, it just feels like the best potential they got was a middle six guy, and that's Colton Dock. Like, you look at Nolan Allen, this guy has put up zero points in the WHO, pretty much, like zero offense. And again, there's more to defense than putting up points, but when you're like, when I don't know. I just feel get like uh, oh man. I, I just I don't. I was not a huge fan of the draft at all. I no. I no. saw a thing. It's they might be lucky to get one NHL player out of it, and I totally agree with that. That might be Colton Doc. I don't know if Nolan Allen's going to be anything. I don't know if any of these other tall defensemen are going to be anything. And you're kind of bring it up, Jimmy. Like it just feels like Stam. This has Stam Bowman written all over it. This feels like. He's trying to exercise his power and, and show off, I guess, be like, hey, we're taking these big defensemen. And I don't know. I want, I want to hear your guys' thoughts about it because I was not a fan at all. Um, Do you want to go? Sure. I didn't like the draft at all, honestly. Um, they, like I said, I was a firm believer they should have stood pat at 12. They didn't. I was like, okay, I can – be somewhat optimistic for 32 like i could name at least like six names i would have been comfortable with them taking at 32 they go off the board entirely and take a third rounder that probably was projected to go in the third i mean um the doc picks whatever i don't care 
um, at this point. At this point, that's just a troll pick after what's happened over the last 24 hours. Um, literally, uh-huh. they trade brothers. Look, they, brothers. Uh-huh. Like they that. trade back into the third round to get some dude completely off the board. Like, don't even remotely understand that. I, man, I, I don't know, this, man. This felt like Stan Bowman's draft and not Mark Kelly's draft. Dude, that's what it, it felt like to me. Exactly man. what I thought. Ridiculous. None of this felt like when I think of you know with Mark Kelly, it seems like that's the guy who goes for upside. I don't know that for sure. I don't know who you know decides these picks and who doesn't. I I don't sure. But there's just something about it that just reeked of Stan Bowman. Of this, you know, you look at Seth Jones and you see how he talks about Seth Jones. He's this big guy, you know, you could put him out there with a minute left. You know, he's got this size and he's so good defensively. That's how he sees a guy like Seth Jones. And I can bet you that's how he sees all these guys that he just picked. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. He does not know how to evaluate talent. Stan Bowman does not evaluate talent well. He does not. That's why he is jack shit when it comes to signing contracts, making trades, all these different things. When it comes to European players and when it comes to prospects, you know who's great at that? You know who all of a sudden starts making good moves? Stan Bowman does, but you know who's telling him to make those moves? It's Mark Kelly. The European scouting stuff, exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry, but like, there are no signs that point to Stan Bowman being even remotely good at his job. Almost every single trade he's made, besides very minimal ones or ones with GMs that are somehow worse than him, have almost all blown up in his face. I and this him. might be this might be the ultimate one. And this is also the same guy that traded Artemi Panarin. Can we talk like this is the thing? And table terrifying for nothing. Exactly. Like, <laughs> think about this. Look at he has, and it's not like it is not like he has taken. Players with like, you know, this great value, and he's taken, you know, like he he's ne- never has he had a player that has a ton of value, and he's moved them for a ransom. Has he ever? Matias Yanmark is the closest thing I well, know. To him Ryan Hartman is the only value. one I can think of. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. That's it. But it's a get, but to be honest, and it's not to take away from you mentioning it, because it really is that the problem is that it's the only, probably the only good example, is it was just here's a guy, who could get moved for something, and then David Poyle just went, um, I'll give you everything, like if you want it. How much is that actually? Stan Bowman and just another GM saying, okay, I'll. I give was you gonna a say, yeah. Look at the like, Drake Kajula trade. That's just a GM being stupid. That's Peter dumb. Then there's Ken Holland stepping over his own two feet to take Duncan Keith. These are not, this is not Stan Bowman, like, this is not Stan Bowman, like, you know, being a fucking negotiator. This is him literally just going, oh, yeah, if you you want it. And he's like, yeah, I'll give you Caleb Jones and a pick. Like, it's, like, this is, this is another GM doing him a positive. This is someone doing him a favor. Also, another thing to take into account is um, after that, their first round pick that never even saw a second contract with Bowman. Um, I know that was like a list that was being kept for a while. Like, so add that to the list. It's like him, Yoki Haru, Nick Schmaltz. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and you bring up Table Terrifying, and I think this is going to be Table Terrifying 2.0. I hope Adam well, Wilkes knows Nicholas Chalmers is retiring. <laughs> oh, good for him. I think he, he needed that. 
for um, Craig Morgan. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, that was that's no. No, awesome, man. That's at least good to hear good news. Like he had a great career with us. I'm glad that he's he has a family. I'm glad that because he's had a lot of hard mileage on him. So I'm, it's, I'm yeah. glad that you know he's got. Yeah, I'm glad he's done because it's like he, you, you gotta say you gotta just put it up at some point, especially with three cops, man. Your body, family. So yeah, exactly. Um, and going back to the the draft picks they made, a, a point I wanted to make was Nolan Allen. They were saying Brent Seabrook comparable, but then you look at the offensive production compared to from Brent Seabrook to Nolan Allen, it's like a catastrophic difference. And the point I was trying That's to make so earlier, but kind of, I kind of stumbled. I kind of stumbled upon um, was that defensemen who cannot put up points in any junior league rarely do they ever become anything good like if you put up points in a junior league you probably have a good like as a defenseman you have a good chance of making it if you even if you don't put offense up at the next level um you can still defend or whatever and again that's just like looking at it like all the analytics say this was a horrible draft for the blackhawks zero upside it was just at the best, these guys are going to be bottom pairing guys. I, I, I hope these guys prove me wrong, especially Nolan Allen. Not a fan of the pick at all, but again, this is a guy that's worked his whole life to get to this point. But whose fault is this? You pick this guy 32nd overall when you could have probably got him in the second round, like with your second pick. This is the management fault again, putting these lofty expectations on these guys. I, oh, man, I... We could go on and on about it. Like I felt the Blackhawks really could have taken a huge step this offseason. You look at all the the con like the crappy contracts. I felt they could have gone the Arizona route and okay, maybe you pick up a bad contract, use that cap space to be available, you get assets for the future, maybe you get a good player. I just felt they could have gone in a way different and better direction, but just on draft day they completely just shit all over it by trading your best defensive prospect, Adam Boakfist, trading uh, like a pretty much a top ten pick. It might as well be. Um, and then the, the fact you don't even get anything of value with the thirty second overall pick. Oh man. It's, yeah, I mean, I agree. It, it sucks, but at, at the end of the day, there's no reason to just stay miserable about it. We got to start thinking of ways that this team can somehow improve this season. And um, I'm in, I'm like now I'm really interested to see what happens on Wednesday. I, I I was gonna bring that up too. Like, no matter how you think about it, I'm intrigued. Regardless if you're pissed off or happy about it, I'm intrigued what they're gonna do in this free agency. You know what? I hope they do. I hope they go out, sign a bunch of yeah. guys, and they make like the listen. That's what you should do now. I, like it. Okay. Look, there's two ways to look at this right now. There's the way that, like, there's the obvious way of looking at this, which is literally less than a year ago they said they were fucking rebuilding. So, yeah. like, this is, like, whatever. Like, I shouldn't take your word for shit. Or, or you can look at this in one way, which is um, if they were going to get a bunch of prospects and draft picks and they just drafted like they did on Saturday, I don't think I want that. Like, fuck that. Give me actual players since clearly you don't know what you're doing drafting this year. So, like, if we had extra picks, that probably would have sucked. Like, let's put it this way. If Nolan Allen was their pick at 32, I don't even want to know what their pick at 12 was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that just that just tells me they were going to go off the fucking radar and probably pick Kosa. Like, Tage Harding, baby. Like, whatever. 12 right. 
And then, like, Powers said they were going to look for another top four defenseman this offseason, but they did. Uh, Seattle didn't take the Honor Sidorov. You got to think one of them's gone so they can try to go get another defenseman. on this team. I feel like he's been on five different teams this offseason. I got to think, like, you're okay. I got to think, like, the two biggest needs, if you're going to be good next year, they need a very good third line center. Like, they need a damn good third line center, and then they're gonna need at least another left handed defenseman. And like the two names that come to mind oh, when I think of that is if you could move, I, there's a, there's a world where a Nate Schmidt for Nikita Zadorov and like stuff trade happens. You know what I mean? You get a guy like Nate Schmidt who can move the puck and has shown if he's put in the right system he can flourish as a top four defenseman. Take a flyer on him because you have the room. And then you maybe sign like a – I don't know what their contracts are going to warrant in free agency. But, I mean, everyone knows Nick Benino still has got good analytics. So he Blue, wouldn't be bad bottom six center. Or, I'm just thinking from like a strictly defensive standpoint because clearly they're going to score goals next year if they're healthy. It's just you got to keep the puck out of the net. Also, they're going to have to go for a goalie. I don't know which one yet, yeah. but – they're going to need a goalie, too. An interesting okay. name, Linus Olmark. He, I don't think he's re-signing in Buffalo. Olmark could be an what? interesting Are you serious? Uh, from what I heard, he hasn't. He's young. Watch Colorado get Olmark. Son of a bitch. They'll be like, yeah, we couldn't get Grubauer, but we got him. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you're Chicago, go after Olmark. Go yeah. after Olmark, dude. That's Hell, a and even if Colorado or Colorado does go after Olmark, dude, take a one-year chance on Grubauer. I guess he's not going to play a full season anyways, but nah, like split time with – I mean that like that's fine, but like you shouldn't be giving up anything for Hopi anyways. He's... No, but that that's just Bowman's Bowman's mantra this off season. So that's why I said that. But yeah, like you really, there's like two approaches you got to take to this. Either like just accept that they're gonna suck, or you have to double down and make sure they make the playoffs. I was I, I was gonna say like if you're you got Seth Jones, you know what you. Just go all, go all out anyways and sign all these guys, trying to make the playoffs at least. So at the very least for next year, you're not making sure that they're picking top 10 or whatever, you know? Yeah. At least make sure you're in the hunt for a playoff spot next year. Like, even if it's, like, 2018, 2019, that's salvageable. Like, in terms yeah. of, like, uh, seeding, you know what I mean? I think, they, I think they, if they didn't win the lottery, they would have, like, the 13th pick. That happens. Yeah. I can live with that. You know what I mean? They basically gave up two... 13th overall picks for Seth Jones and out of Boquist. And, like, the other thing with Boquist is I, I I wish him the best of luck in Columbus, but they really got to fucking use him properly for him to develop, in my opinion. I don't want to see him do get, that. Exactly. I don't want to see him get thrown to the wolves in Columbus. No. Like, that's going to suck. And, like, from every Columbus fan I talk to, they don't think Rowenski's going to stick around. They think he's getting traded, too. So, dude. No. I don't know who he's gonna play with. I mean, Gavrikov. I think he's the Chicago the baby. Can't they, they went after the wrong Columbus defense. I'm like Wierenski's way better. Well, dude, we're gonna get Wierenski next off. Yeah, we get Wierenski anyways. So. Yeah, we're gonna have Wierenski Jones pairing. But yeah, would that? Do you think that could possibly happen? I mean, Imagine. it's Columbus. It's Columbus and it's Stan Bowman. I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, it's not gonna be Stan Bowman next season. Don't worry. Oh, hopefully not. God. No, I, I'm no, not gonna lie. I will say no. I don't. I think with the the um the investigation shit, um, I don't know. I've been very skeptical of it, but just saying, I, I don't know. From all over Twitter, where I've seen people saying, I just I'm starting to feel a little more confident that man is 
unfortunately not in a jail cell because statute of limitations are bullshit. However, I I think that man's out the window easily. Mark Stahl's a Red Wing again? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he resigned. Poor, poor Jesus, he'll be straight to the deadline or something. Jesus. we No, but um, I talked about this in the stream, and I, I still worry about this, is that t- say what you will about Colleton. I've said many things. That man knows how to develop players, and he was perfect. Boakvist was tailor-made for him. He loves offensive defensemen. He loves players who can, you know, he loves, he, he said it. He likes that Boakvist is a dynamic defenseman. He loves that about him. And he was flourishing last season, you know, put in the right spot. When he found his game, he found his game. And now he's going to Columbus. Like, tell me, I'm sorry, is there not a worse place to go as a young For an prospect? offensive defenseman, yeah. For an offensive defenseman who wants, to process, who wants to, yeah, develop. Like, yeah. that's it. He was, was say, oh, oh, go ahead, Dylan, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the thing with Jones, though, you got to remember, too. Like, he has not played with any caliber of wingers that the Hawks have had, or forwards in general, in at least two years. We talked, yeah, like we talked about this. Our time Panarin, Panarin, dude. And that's been at least dude, a good... Well, but Dubois not even... Dubois doesn't even sniff dude, Patrick Kane. Dubois on it, he's okay. damn good. Like, he is, yes, but I mean, well... Well, and you see, like, when he was on it was the playoffs, and when did Seth Jones play well? It was the playoffs. Well, he played well that whole 17-18 season, too. So, like, yeah, but he had Panarin. There you go. That's what I'm talking about, though. He hasn't yeah. had that dynamic of an offensive talent yeah. around him, and he's got at least three of them. Like, in terms of just pure scoring ability, he's got Kane to bring it in Kubelik. Like, that's three options that can – if in and it's a full eighty-two game t- season too, so I'm willing to give him a full eighty-two game season. The last yeah. two years have been shortened and wacky, and the pandemic and shit, whatever. Kirby Doc a full eighty-two game stint. Same with Doc. Same with all of them. Yeah, we'll see. But you know, I, I mean, Doc isn't a bad piece to have around you. You know, Taves can still play. Um, you know, from what we've seen, obviously he's Hopefully, got a year yeah. off. I'm not gonna hold high expectations, but you know, when K- Taves is on his game, that's a nice guy to be playing with. They sure. still got they still got depth on the wings. They got guys like Hagel and Suter, and they'll have Neil Reichel coming might, back. Reichel might even make the line. Reichel and Borkstrom are probably going to be squeaking around. Oh, Kershev's yeah. still there. He's... They might re-sign Hinnestroza. Who knows? Like, they're gonna... and, that's, and that's the thing. Even though as bad and horrible as that trade is, at the very least, like you're trying to look for positives. Their forward core it was completely unscathed. Like it was untouched. Like, let's put it this way. They really, really have to suck next year to be worse, in my eyes. Oh, yeah. Because, like, let's put it this way. You basically replaced Duncan Keith with Seth Jones. And then you replaced Adam Boquist with, who. like, that's the one replacement you're going to figure out. But also the Hawks have had to deal with Boquist out of the lineup. Yeah, Caleb Jones. That's the replacement for him. Like, basically, you got the same team. In, analytically speaking, in a way. You really do, yeah. I mean, I think Jones, there's no doubt he'll be better than what Keith was last year. I, I, I really, I'm sorry, I think there's no way he's worse than Keith was there's last no year. There's no way Jones is that bad next year. And if he is, no, then there's no hope. I'm not saying like, that if he doesn't, If he doesn't at least show some sign of improvement, it's a problem. It's just a problem. Yeah. And right. I'd say, and like we've said, you got, unfortunately, you got to give him a leash. I think that I think that he's got a long leash, bro. He's got a long fucking leash right now. Trust he's got me. Got a decade yeah. long leash. Like I yeah. told, I think I told you, Pierce. Like he's got three years to win a Norris, and then I'll start getting pissed. Like he's That's got really because like out. he's a defenseman too. So I'm not expecting him to be great overnight in this system. Like not every defenseman. Yeah. Look what Tyson Berry did. 
when he went to Toronto. He didn't fit in at all. Like sometimes yeah. you're fitting the puzzle into the wrong piece. That's the that's my biggest concern with Seth Jones right now. You just locked this dude up for nine fucking years, and what if he sucks in Colleton's system royally? Like that's gonna be the worst enigma ever if that's the problem. Because then that means you have to fire the coach. Because you can't. Well, hopefully, if Bowman's out, that will probably be the case. No, so yeah, he's out. He's out. But it's no just question. like, holy shit, dude! Like it's just like. I am so surprised this manager grew are putting all their eggs in this dude's basket. And like if he if he even bounces back to what he was like a year like two years ago, then cool. Like we're laughing. We're laughing in this podcast and the Hawks are probably at least better than what they were last year. Like they may not be a playoff team, but they're in the hunt. So Yeah, yeah or at least like, more in the hunt this year. We don't we were in a division with Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. We're not in that division. The only and Dallas team too. we like Dallas yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah, we have to worry about Dallas still, still, but I'm not super scared by it. Obviously, the I'm only not, team I'm, I'm really scared of Dallas Colorado. concerns me. That's the big thing because they didn't have Sagan or Radulov last yeah. year. That's well, true. Sagan. Other than that, Colorado different. and Dallas, who else really scares you in that division? If St. Louis can get a goalie, maybe, but like that, it's I'm not scared of Bennington. I have I have no faith in Bennington. Sorry. But. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. They have to get a goalie. Like I until then, um, I don't care. Nashville but, uh, is I don't know what the hell they're doing. Winnipeg's is their defense still sucks. Like maybe Hellebuck carries them. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, Hellebuck that, but, would have to win another Vezina for that to happen. And then you have you have Arizona who is Minnes- clearly rebuilding. And Minnesota, then you have Minnesota, who, which is just the biggest question mark because we don't what? even know if they're getting Kaprizov backs. Yeah. That's so funny to me. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> yeah, and the Pacific finally, yeah. shit. So there's going to be five spots coming from the Central, probably. Like, Can I just uh, interrupt? I want to interrupt with something very positive, and I know you guys saw this, um, but I want to bring it up again just because this is such a – there's so much negativity around this team. and not Well, not this team I'm talking about here, but there's so much negativity for us to be talking about. So I just want to interrupt with the fact that – Elton fucking John called Luke Pro Cop to congratulate him. Yeah, I saw that's that was cool. so cool. So so fucking cool, and I'm it. It just makes me. It makes me. You know, it just makes me happy. Something about this sport makes me happy, and I'm gonna cling on to that. I'm sorry. I I, I I'm so happy, and I really hope that I'm. Well, I doubt he'll be the only person to do this to come out and be able to do that. He's definitely not the last. Oh, for sure not. I hope we see more soon. At least more in the next year or two. Um, but yeah, talking about the central, do you, does Nashville, what do you guys think about Nashville? With I don't know, man. I don't think Soros does that again, man. I don't think Ellis is gone. You don't have Ellis. You, what the hell is their offense? Like, I, yeah. I don't have any faith in them. I think they're going to try to big game hunt come Wednesday. They could they do that, but season. look how well that's gone for them before. Resign well, the King Gretlin. Do it again. You know they will. It's like the goofy. I'll fucking, fucking do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he'll just go throw ten at Landeskog. Watch, because it sounds like those contracts are getting close. Are not getting any close either. So do they? Like, do they, do you think they go after Hamilton? Dude. Do you think they go after Hamilton? Shoot, from what it sounds like right now, and this pisses me off even more because every other team dropped out of the Hamilton sweepstakes, including the Hawks. But like. Fucking Seattle dropped out. Philly dropped out. It would have literally just been the Hawks, the Devils, and the Carolina Hurricanes betting or bidding for him. But now it's just the Devils and the Hurricanes. And Carolina's pretty stingy with their money, and Bowman clearly is not. And That's you look at New Jersey. Different. Like, do you think Hamilton's going to want to go to New Jersey or Chicago? I would probably think Chicago, but also I could be wrong on that. Well, New Jersey will now be the only one giving him the money, so yeah. I promise you he'll go to New Jersey. Anyways, 
But kind of just wrapping up the Seth Jones trade, we can be negative about it all day long, and there's reason to be skeptical. But this isn't Seth Jones' fault. If uh, we brought this no, up no, with Brent Seabrook, like if you fall that, if you throw all that money at him, if you put all this like pressure, you put you give up your top defensive prospect and a high draft pick for him. That's not his fault. This is uh, on Stan Bowman 100%. And I'm cheering for Seth Jones. Guy. He's got a I do too. He's got a, a ton of pressure on him. Exactly. And yeah, I just want to wrap it up positively. I I'm cheering for Seth Jones. I hope he's great. I hope he returns to form. Dude, I hope I eat dude, a bunch of we shit. All are. I like, hope Barstool Chief just like fucking. I I want him. To I, like, I I I hope he does I can't well. listen to him anymore. I already he's him too. Ob- he's um, too obnoxious. But um, yeah, end of the day, man. Literally, I, yeah, go ahead, Dylan. Dylan. Well, I was gonna say from a marketing standpoint, now pe- fans have a jersey they can buy confidently for the next nine years and know the guy's not getting traded. So. <laughs> I like how they like, put I'm serious. If anyone needs to get a jersey, oh, you're right. jersey no, I was uh, I was talking to uh, God. Who was I talking to? I think it was Charles, and I said I'm gonna get a Jones jersey. I'm like, you know what? This is just insane chaos, silliness. Like, eventually, I'm, I'm, get, gonna, I'm getting I'm before getting the season. I'm getting a Jones jersey. I'm gonna end up getting a Jalmerson jersey. Just Actually, am I? I'm gonna buy the I'm gonna buy the blank one off of eBay, so I'm not funding the Blackhawks at all, and I'll just get the I'll just get the name added onto it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not funding that franchise right now. No questions. Anyways, yeah, to wrap that up, it's definitely a huge gamble. If it pay, will it pay off? We're gonna find out. And obviously, right now you can be skeptical, but you have to look at the big picture. Like, what are they gonna do with free agency? What's gonna happen at the beginning of the season? You know, like you gotta, we gotta wait. Seems see. not even close to being done to what no. we're looking. They're gonna look like next year yet. But if I'm the Blackhawks, like they could have, look completely different. Come over. Yeah, you have to double down on this. You have to get another goalie. You have to get another defenseman because you look at it. Lincoln by himself is not gonna get it done. And I don't have. And I'm sorry to Dealey and Subban. I have zero faith in them being a even a decent backup especially in the 42 game season yeah i look at the defense okay maybe you put both jones brothers together but then uh, i was like i was looking at the athletic i was looking at the defensive depth charts like okay the two jones brothers jones brothers the jonas brothers no but uh jones brothers yeah camp rock baby changing the blackhawks name to camp rock anyways but that could be a good pairing maybe they have but finally the, the name james happens yeah um, <laughs> chicago camp rock <laughs> Maybe they have the brotherly chemistry. I don't know. But then you look at DeHaan and Murphy. That's not good enough. I love Connor Murphy, no, but no. I think Calvin DeHaan's going to drag him down. Stillman and Kalanuk, okay, that could be all right. But I think they got to add another top four left-handed defenseman. And that could be Martinez. That could be McCabe. Oh, definitely, no, McCabe my, would be perfect. Especially oh, with Murphy. That could, be their, that could be their shutdown pairing. And you can kind of let Joan, the, the Jones brothers kind of roam free, I guess, and let them do their I thing. I feel so dumb, Pierce. I think you cut out there. Who was it you mentioned with Murphy? Uh, Jake McCabe. Oh, you said Eli Mikheyev. I'm like, oh, no, oh, wait. No. No, Jake Shit, McCabe, man. He's going to defense two, now. Two, dude, you know what that would be? That would be a full goddamn USA top four right there. I love that, brother. Jake McCabe would be a great partner for Seth Jones, too, in theory. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can switch it around. Him or Martinez. Like, yeah. Put Caleb Jones with Murphy? I like that. I don't know about you guys. I, I always like, thought Kalanuk would be the great partner with Murphy. Kalanuk's got wheels, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. He's probably the best. Stillman with Jones, and then you just got two guys who can kind of move around and shut down. Well, Jones, from what I know, I could be wrong. Is Jones can move the puck up the ice pretty well. He could skate. Yeah. Yeah, So that's. I think that's. And I think that's what this system has missed is just having guys who can move, who can skate. 
And I don't know about Seth being the best at that. I'm not sure. Well, you know, there's that's the Seth can move like for his size. For his like, size, that's let's put it this way. After watching Zadora for a whole season, he's gonna be fast. Like yeah, as Hawks fans, we're gonna be like, wow, look at Seth Jones move. Like let's put it this way, he's probably a step faster than Murphy, and Murphy's oh, yeah, not. Yeah. So Murphy's not the fastest, but he's, he's not the slowest either. Yeah, he's about average. Seth, if Seth can move above average, cool. Caleb, from what I've seen, can move pretty well. That's good. Kel- Kalinuk, you like you mentioned, he can move. Kalinuk's can move. got the best skater on the team in terms of the For backup. sure. Yeah. Zahan, we don't talk about. Zadorov is out the door. I'm sorry, Zadorov is so gone. Yeah, especially He's when you so look at the gone. draft, the players they drafted, and like the fact they tried to move him at the expansion draft, I don't think he's back. I really they tried to move him at the trade was... deadline last year, too. Yeah. Imagine, imagine like... if they just fucking blue ball us and then sign him to a 6 times 6 Stop, stop. No. Yeah, that's what I would actually like. They moved to Han, and then we got to fucking regroup. Jesus. No, they're going to move to Han. They're going to move Zadorov. I'm sure they're going to sign Mike Riley. Maybe they'll keep to Han. That's another name. Mike Riley's a good name. Because he can move, too. Mike Riley, there's another guy who's pretty mobile who can move the puck up the ice. He'd be perfect for Murphy. You know, fuck it, Bowman. I think they're both from Ohio, I'm pretty sure. Oh, hell yeah. Real chemistry right there. Or he was at very least drafted by Columbus. I don't know, but fuck it, Bowman. Give everything for Adam Pellick. Go do it. <clears throat> no, he's from that's Chicago. Right. Mike Riley's from Chicago. Ooh, that's interesting. Oh boy, is this the is this the guy who's coming on Wednesday? Is this? The oh, guy I'm, I'm down for it. He's a good defenseman. Like, give him a four year contract. I'm fine with that. Like, you could they, do a hell. It would be concerning, but I mean, as long as it's under like what Carlo's making, I'm not too mad. Carlo is, like, the base point, in my opinion, for these guys right now. Because, like, if you're not better than Brandon Carlo, you're not making more than him right now. I'm sorry. And Brandon Carlo is at least in the upper half of defenseman in my eyes. Yeah. Oh, oh, no question. I mean, well, in compare him to what he is, a defensive defenseman, he's one of the best. He's top five in his position. Really the most underrated defensive defenseman. For sure. Oh, for sure, bud. For sure. Oh, for sure, bud. Yeah, um, also playing in a pretty good system. I will, you gotta not not to take away from him, but man, oh man, God, Bruce Cassidy knows what he's doing. Um, let's do. I want to talk about it from the Columbus end of things because I thought they had a. I thought they won draft day. Like just with that trade alone, they would have won draft day. But you look they the fact that they got the second round pick they got from Chicago. They flipped that for Jake Bean, who. Again, just taking another gamble on a, a young defenseman. I love that. Um, I love the picks they made. Kent Johnson at number five. Uh, Cole Sillinger at number 12. And then you got Corson Kuhlmans, I think, it was at number 25. So you got a, two top six forwards for the future. And then you got a potential top four defenseman for the future as well. I think they killed it on draft day. And they're my big winner. The Blackhawks are the big losers. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, like winners and losers for draft day? Because another team I think about is Minnesota. The fact that they got Jesper Wallstedt and Carson Lambos, I think that's a that's a huge win for them. Um, I'm trying to think of kind of Detroit. Else. I would say is a win. Yeah, Detroit. Like no matter what, and Edmonton. Yeah, no matter what you think about them, I still think that's a nice like a potential top four defenseman and then a potential starting goalie. I think those are good good bets to make and. So I I liked LA's draft too a lot. They got Clark yeah LA LA always does well. Same with Carolina. 
Um, another team I thought that did well, and this unfortunately in our division, the Winnipeg Jets, they got Chaz Lucius at 18, I think it was, and then they got Nikita Jabrikov in the second round, somehow fell to them, which is incredible. Didn't Nashville get Chaz Lucius? No. Winnipeg no. did. Uh, Nashville got uh, LaRue. Yeah, they got LaRue and Svechkov, which isn't bad either, but I mm-hmm. I really liked LA's draft always. I liked Carolina's. Um, Winnipeg, I thought, did well, getting another probably two top six forwards of the future, and yeah, um, Chicago, I think, is a loser. Like, just the picks they got, like, none of them have upside. And But really, the biggest, uh, the I think the biggest loser is the Montreal Canadiens, but we're going to get into that later. Oh, like, that's not even a question. No. Do we even want to talk about that much? Uh, we can talk about it towards Three the end. Three because, yeah, I... Not that I, I mean, it definitely should be. Tough. No, it's tough. It's tough to talk about. Like I understand that. But there's, it's more that there's just so much happening right yeah, now exactly. in terms of negativity. But I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person who shies away from it. You know. No, I mean, I. Well, um, that, yeah, no, you've never done that, and I appreciate it. Um, uh, Philadelphia made a few trades. Let's, yeah, let's. Enough about the Blackhawks. I feel yeah. like no matter how we try to kind of try to make it out it always just feels like there's negativity so uh, there's a bunch of other stuff that was happening as well philadelphia don't laugh at ourselves let's laugh at other people exactly philadelphia yeah we weren't the only idiots on friday yeah <laughs> it's like the this tra- no i will say one thing philly was the team that set the market for seth jones though i will mm-hmm. say that dude i'm finding I uh, didn't even have that like trade plan on the list until Ristolini got a fucking first in a second i cannot believe that wait, what, was that? what was that buffalo won a trade finally it was like the Canucks fan that was like, God, even Benny wouldn't do this. Oh <laughs> but he's like, God. hold all of my beers. <laughs> Stan Bowman was like, hold the entire brewery. Watch this. Yeah. Because I just paid for one. <laughs> oh, my God. I yeah, but that. I don't like what Philly did at all. No. And I oh. saw the Steve, De- like, I haven't been on Twitter, but I did see the Steve Dangle treat where it's like, uh, we've been so, like, uh, blessed with the trades, and it's been such a long day that we saw uh, Jacob Vorchek for Cam Atkinson, and we're all like, oh, cool. And I don't Wait, like what? that trade either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, Stop, you do not, did you not see that? Jacob Vorchek got traded for uh, Cam Atkinson, one for Dude, one. Dude, so much happened that I didn't even see that. Exactly. That's Great the whole Philly. That's the whole point of the Steve Dangle tweet where it's like, oh, so Philly's, well, that happened. So Philly's now. So they brought in they brought in Ryan Ellis, they brought in Rasmus Ristolainen, they brought in um, Cam Atkinson. They took out Jacob Voracek, they took out uh, Shane Gossespierre, they took out Robert Haig, they took out Philippe Myers, they took out Nolan Patrick. Literally traded all their draft capital for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, Aside from Mr. Linen, that's amazing, I'm sorry. I think it's I, fantastic. I just don't think they addressed the number one uh, thing you need to address, which was get a fucking 1B for Carter Hart so you can take the pressure off him. The, all what I was the number can... one reason the Flyers didn't make the playoffs last year for? They couldn't stop the beach And also their defense was not good as well. Like, And here's the thing. They could have just made the Ellis trade, and that would have been – and then if that's all they so did, good. that would have been that would have been awesome. But, no, they they go out, they get Ristolainen, which – Oh, man, I saw this tweet. It's like, if you're downgrading Robert Hag or, like, downgrading from Robert Hag, like, you know you got a, dad def- a bad <laughs> defense. A and I want to see I want to see what Ristolainen does in Philadelphia, though. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe I'm just being an optimistic idiot that likes to see, like, you know, players that have oh, a lot I would love of for struggle to and then do well. Good. 
I maybe it's not realistic though, but I do think that Ristolani could do better in Philadelphia because, and I've said this, you put a player in Buffalo and they are dog shit. It is the graveyard. We talk about graveyard of goalies in Philadelphia. Buffalo the last few years has been the graveyard, the graveyard of Taylor Hall this year. Yeah, except for Dude, O'Reilly, Taylor Hall, Patrick Berglund became the Joker in there. Like, burned down all his money. Jack like, Eichel might be traded still. Dude, Jack Eichel, we don't even know what Jack Eichel is on a good team. Okay? Like, that that city ruins people. So I really want to see what Ristolainen can do in Philadelphia. He may we be, don't even talk about Jeff Skinner. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> see, there's just such broke a long the curse list. for a year. They're ruining Rasmus Dahlin. He's not even 21 yet, and people think he's a bust because he's in Buffalo. Like, hey, what's with what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I don't think that Ristolainen trade is horrible because I've, I've she traded him for Seth Jones. Whatever player you get out of Buffalo, you're gonna have. They're gonna be five times better for you, at least. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm sorry from an outsider perspective. I'm not like, I'm not gonna fear monger like Philadelphia fans. I think that's like whatever. It's fine. Uh, I'm fear mongering because Philly's done this one too many times in the past where they sell their assets for another run at what's probably a second round exit in the East. Let's be honest. Oh, that's, so, like, that's, that's like their best that's case fair. scenario. Like that's they, fair. they are copying what the 76ers do in basketball all the time in that city. And it's not a good thing to copy. No, and I get it. No, they want to get one last run in for Giroux and them, but dude, like they can't stop pucks. What makes you think that's going to change? Like, yeah, what yeah. else is going to help that? But like you are putting a lot and like, they give up a lot to risk it on Ristolainen. You know what I mean? Because they were huge in on Hamilton, too. And Jones. Yeah, like, whatever. So, from Jay Fresh Hockey, this is really a little bit more positivity. Nicholas Jalmerson reportedly retired from hockey, was the best defensive defenseman of the analytics era and, and should be remembered as yep. one of the best stay-at-home blue liners of all time. Unicorn. Like, an absolute Jalmerson is not just, like, he was not just, oh, shut down defenseman. He was the best defensive defenseman of his time. Freaking unicorn, man. Like, how many defensemen have come by like him? No, not many. Like, so good. That's why it's – it. man, like, when someone says, oh, like, and, and by somebody, I am somebody, I'm pretty sure, I say, oh, like, this guy's, you know, great defensively. He could be, like, you know, their Jalmerson. There's never going to be another Nicholas Jalmerson. I'm sorry. There's and how many, how many defensemen – like, I brought up the fact that the players we drafted, like – you have to put up. One. You have to put up offense to play in a top four. Like Jalmerson is the rare example where you can put him in your top four, even top pairing, and he's not. He's not. He, he might put up twenty points at the most in a year, but he's still gonna just. He let up. Give you. He's, yeah, he would he's not let up absolutely anything nothing. in his own end. Yeah, that man is incredible. Yeah, like he he was. It isn't just like oh, really good in his own end. He would not let you do anything. No. In his own end. He suppressed, he suppressed everything. Yeah. No, it's nuts. Great career. Nuts. Glad that I, I love that he even house. added one of the best stay-at-home blue liners of all time. Like, all time. We're talking all time. Yeah, he's up there. He, I'm sorry. He should have his number at the draft. I don't care. Should no. not be well, Seth Jones is going to delay that. That's a disgrace. Not jo- again, not Jones' fault at all. Like, he doesn't choose for them to allow him to wear that number. Um, but no, yeah, Jalmerson should have that number in a few years once Jones is 53 and done playing his Blackhawks. Wow, that's that's interesting debate because I think teams should be incredibly stingy for numbers, but that's definitely an interesting debate for like another time. Oh, for that's sure. just me. Oh, um, for sure. Oh, for sure, bud. But Philadelphia, um, 
Uh, they got rid of Gostaspear. The funniest thing is that um, Seattle could have got Gostaspear and they could have got that same thing back. And I don't want to call Seattle a loser, but I just felt like they could have done more, you know, like trying to get these, take on these bad contracts and just get draft picks back, try to kind of like how Vegas did. I don't think they did much of that, but um, yeah. Like, like what like what Arizona did. I think Seattle should have tried to go on for that as well, but whatever. Well, um, yeah, I agree, but Dave Haxtell really did piss off the market when he said, oh, well, give us a first and a third, and we won't take who you want us to take. Uh, Haxtell said that, or is that Ron Francis? Not Haxtell. Uh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Ron Francis. I said Dave Haxtell, yeah. but you know what I'm talking about. It's the same yeah. shit. Like, you, you don't, as a new franchise, you just pissed off the entire trade market. With what you tried to do. That's weird. So why I thought they were all best buddies. Like, <laughs> whatever. Oh, whatever. Again, it's another thing where they have all this cap space. You got You kind of got to wait till free agency to see what really... Because they're not going to be the same team within the next few days. So, Anyways, um, yeah. Um, we kind of brought up all Philadelphia's trade. I don't know. What do you guys think about the Atkinson for Voracek trade? Because I, I really like that from Columbus. So again, I love what Columbus really? has done. Yeah, I like that for Philadelphia quite a I lot. I like it for Columbus. Hmm. Wow. I, I um, just I just feel like Vorchek kind of has a chip on his shoulder. I feel like he's gonna not much pressure in Columbus. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna excel there. And which funny enough, he was drafted by them. Like yeah, he played a couple two three years there, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He was tra- I think he was. Uh, yeah, he drafted to, by. Him. I think he was traded for Philadelphia to Philadelphia with the pick that was Sean Couturier. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for Jeff Carter. Pretty sure. But um. Signing Jake Voracek is like, in my eyes, their way of their incentive of making Patrick Laine work in Columbus. Yeah. You just got someone who can get possibly the puck, one of the right? best playmakers on the market. Yeah, yeah. Jake Voracek can still pass the puck like it's nobody's business. So. Oh, one of the best, probably one of the most underrated playmakers in the league still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like their I like that move by them a lot. I get Cam Atkinson was a big member of the community though, so that's a big yeah. loss from that point of view. It sounds like a lot of Columbus fans are very sad about that. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. But um, on the bright side for them, it's a new era of Columbus, and I think yeah. that's good from where they've been the last few years, where they've just kind of been in limbo. So, so uh, basketball. Um. On to air, uh, let's discuss the Vancouver Arizona trade because I feel like a lot of these teams have kind of been linked together. Like obviously Columbus made a lot of trades, Philadelphia made a lot of trades. They kind of connected together. Same with Arizona and Philadelphia. Like there's just a lot of uh, connections here. And then of course Arizona, Vancouver. Um, I feel like uh, this is a this is a trade where Vancouver might win in the in short term, but Arizona definitely wins this long term, even with retaining. I think it was 12% of uh, Ekman Larson's contract, but I mean, it's a very Jim Benning trade, but at the very least, I I can't fault him for going for it because that division is so weak. Like really other than Vegas, maybe Edmonton, I have zero confidence in any of those teams to do anything and hell, maybe Vancouver can snag that third spot. Um, Again, adding OEL, he's not what he used to be, but he can still definitely help to help with that top four, you're you're not paying his full salary. You're still paying him a lot. I think they're still paying him seven million dollars. And Connor Garland is going to really help cement that top six. Like, um, they're gonna have a really good forward core. Um, you're gonna have Miller. You're gonna have Patterson. You're gonna have Besser. And then on your second line, you're gonna have uh, Hoglander, Horvat, and Garland. I don't know if that's their exact lineups. And then 
your third line could be Pearson, Dickinson, and uh, Pod Colson. Like that's a very good uh, top nine to go forward, and it really doesn't matter much who you put on that fourth line. But especially in that division, I think that's a great treat. But down the line, that Ackman, that Ekman Larson contract is gonna come back to bite them. Whereas Arizona, you got the ninth overall pick out of it. Yeah, you have to take that salary, but down the road, I think that's gonna be really beneficial to them. I don't know what do you guys think about that. I really hope someone makes them pay for making this trade right now, this offseason. And just because there's got to be a team that's willing to give Elias Patterson a $10 million offer sheet. There has to be. There has to be. I'm telling you, if one of those guys gets offer sheeted, I know it's the NHL. No one does it. It's yeah. lame. Blah, blah, blah. But, dude, you will handicap this franchise for the next half decade. There's no way around it because they have to bridge – Pedersen and Hughes now. No, they can't give them long-term contracts. And we've seen what Haskinen and uh, McCarr have got. Yeah. I don't think Hughes is going to get that. Dude. That's if he wants to stay in Vancouver, though. Dude, and what's to say that uh, some other teams not are, like, I'm sorry. If I'm Montreal right now, I'm willing to give up two firsts, a second, and a third to go pay Elias Pedersen 10.2 times six. Like, either one works for them? Yeah, literally. Like, I am willing to take that risk right now because I know where my team's at. I know I have the cap space to afford it, and if I don't, I am going to handicap a franchise that just – and it won't matter. We're fine. It's not my problem. And they've, and they've shown they're willing to do it before. Maybe it wasn't the best offer sheet, but maybe they've learned from it this time. And I feel like Elias Patterson is a way better gamble to take than Sebastian Ajo because um, just the upside is through the freaking roof with Pedersen. Like, no he still gets comparable to Patrick Kane on his yeah. like trajectories. Like It's – the kid's good. <laughs> no matter what you think about Mark Bergevin, he always makes things entertaining. Like, yeah, exposing Carey Price, making all these big trades. Like, he's not afraid to do anything. So, if there's one guy who's going to do it, uh, just, it would probably be him. And I just found it interesting that they got another RFA. Like, yeah, Garland's a hell of a player, but that's another player you have to yeah, sign. That's at least, I think that would have to be five million plus per and probably like each player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like probably gonna be five years, probably like. Connor Garland is kind of one of those best kept secrets where he had a really good year, but he was in Arizona. So, but and everyone's oh, gonna know him in Vancouver now. Yeah, he's finally gonna get the dude he's worth, man. He was he was crazy last season, absolute highlight reel, and it was it finally happened. I mean, Pierce, you've been singing his praises the last two seasons before all that happened, anyways, and a lot of a uh, lot of graph boys and saying the same, but. Goes to show you, crazy, crazy concept. That, uh, it gotta be like JT Miller, like. He was great in Tampa Bay, but then you put him in Vancouver where he's in maybe a more prominent role, and he can really take off and be like an impact, maybe even point-per-game player. Let me put it this way. You're going from Arizona to a team that actually has offensive players. Yeah, you got Patterson, you got Horvat, Besser, like Hog- just all these guys. Miller Hog- as well. Oh, Hoglander's going to blow up this year. I can't wait. The kid's a beauty. Noted Short King, by the way. I should feel better about myself. Very good stuff. <laughs> now, so is Connor Garland. Connor Garland, yes, another noted short king. Man, I love this episode already. Just such good stuff. Um, Makes you forget all about the Seth Jones stuff, eh? You know, uh, <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I actually want to get into this one. Sam Reinhart to Florida. Very interesting trade. Uh, Florida now has the first, second, and fourth pick of the 2014 Did draft. Did you guys see that picture of Dale Talon? And it, it showed, I think it was uh, Aaron Eckblad, Samurai Erd, Sam Bennett, 
And now he has all of them. All three of them. That's so <laughs> Wait, was there, is there a picture with all of them? Yeah. Because they didn't know who year, they were going to take number yeah, one that, that year. year. First overall, uh, was, was love how dry sound was in any of them. And he's the best player out of that draft. Yeah, by yeah, fucking. Or past active. Yeah, you know. Ekblad's yeah. the only. Ekblad's the closest of those four. And he's still not even that close. Such a weird draft class. Because like, it's not a bad draft class by any means. It's just like. And everyone who's good is close. not where you yeah. expect them to be picked. Dude, David Braden Posh points that draft. That draft. Uh, yeah, Braden yeah. Point, too. Braden, I, would, I, would, oh I would say Braden Point's the best player from that draft. And Nick Schmaltz. Biggie Schmaltz. William Nylander, Nikolai Ehlers. Oh, right. Kevin Dude. Fiala. Brendan Fiala. Uh, known <laughs> guy who just got bought out today, Jake Vertanen. Uh, Get same with same with Tony D'Angelo yesterday. I think he won that draft. Brendan Perlini, baby, come on now. That was a nice thing to wake up to. I saw the uh, unconditional waivers for Vertan and get the fuck out of this league. And same, with the same with the Same with D'Angelo. Like go to Russia. Go to Russia. Go to Russia where you never look so. back. You fucking scum. Go to Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Seriously. Um, but Sam Reinhardt, like, what do you what do you guys think about this? Because I I've I've said it again and again. I think guys, getting out of Buffalo, he's going to be a lot better. I think he's going to be fantastic in Florida. I do too. And we Schmitty brought this up. Rarely does trading a first round pick a year ahead in time ever work out. I think this might be the rare instance where it actually does work out. Because I think Florida Florida's going to be good. They're probably going to make the playoffs. Uh, they gave a. Devin Levi, who's a good goaltending prospect, but again, that's yeah, Buffalo. Is he going to become anything? Yeah, is he going to be anything good in Buffalo? I don't know. No, here's the um, funny thing: you could literally just sign a better version of him from Buffalo right now because Linus Olmark decided and went, "Hey, this is really bad. I'm leaving." <laughs> so you could um, just pick that guy up. You're fine. But hey, to get another first round pick, you could turn it into something else. I don't know. I I I I really like this trade for Florida because I really think Reinhardt it gives Florida another top six option. Uh, yeah, I, do, I like that. For the, I, I like, like the gamble. I like I, what Bill Zito's been doing. I, yeah, I like it too. I think uh, I know Sam Reinhardt was playing a lot of center in last year. I definitely see this. Like, cause Q likes to run the Panthers like he used to run the Hawks. He doesn't like putting Huberto and Barkov together. And it seems no. like Barkov has his line mates for Hagee and Duclair and them. They all seem to have chemistry. Oh, they do. Uh, yeah. Huberto had good chemistry with Hornquist, but you put Reinhardt in between those two or. Uh, even um, put Reinhardt with Barkov and then put Sam Bennett with uh, in between. Like it just gives them so many options. Yeah, they got options for yeah. days. Like they, um, I, the only thing that concerns me is that contract because he's an RFA. He couldn't get a lot of money. But I don't know. Coming out of Buffalo, I feel like he wasn't. You know, he didn't. He, had a, he almost had thirty goals in a shortened season in Buffalo, though. He had thirty goals last year. He had like twenty-seven goals. Or what? 25 goals at least. that happen? I'm sorry. Like, Dude, Sam Reinhardt got white hot around the time Alex Dabrinkit did. It was just on a really bad Buffalo team, so no one cares. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 25 goals last year in 54 games. He even missed a couple. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. That's, like, that's on pace for about 40, I'm pretty sure. Might even be more. Uh, that's good. really good. Um, I'm really yeah. sorry that I missed that. <sighs> He's just been a perennial 20-goal scorer, essentially. Wow, that's yeah, you would have been, been on pace for thirty-eight goals. That's still really that's good. crazy. What the hell? Damn good. Yeah, that's nothing to scoff at. Um, so yeah, I'm like, on Florida, man, that's gonna be real nice. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I I like that trade a lot more now. I mean, that's a great fucking move. But yeah, the contract, man. What do you think he gets? 
I mean, I could see it like a, a five by five, six by. I think six by six is like. Yeah, I think it's six points by six, six point five by six, something like that. Yeah, yeah somewhere seven's the highest I see him getting, and that's yeah, if it's a seven-year deal. And I think at most he gets like six years probably. I think he gets the Nelson treatment, six by six. Cap really hasn't got much up since he uh, got his contract. I don't know. I have confidence in Bill Zito that he's going to probably get him lower. I don't know. That's just yeah. Gonna... Dude, Z- dude, Zito's been just red hot ever since he got there. I, I have no reason to distrust that guy. And they're looking to move Strawman too. So Good. we're still in the hunt for Tarasenko a couple weeks ago. Oh so clearly God. that they were looking to get a big piece. And it sounds like they were looking at Eichel too, but Eichel's Eichel's package was too expensive. This is a way more reasonable package package for a player. Crazy man, when you see and they don't need a Jack Eichel for a player. No, you, they don't. You already got Bark. Insane. Wow. And this is, I think that, I don't know if this year is the last year for Barkov. It might be. I don't know. But, like, no, definitely within the next year or two. Like, wait, no, they, got resi- they got to resign Hubert and Barkov. So, I love that they're going all in for it this year. Well, let me pull that up for you. Because I'm actually, I was wondering the same thing. I think Hubert is up soon as well. Yeah. Hubert up the same year as Taves and Kane. Barkov's up next year. Barkov's up next year. Yeah. Do you, Barkov has to resign, right? Barkov's like, getting a lot uh, of money on his next deal. I, he's going to make a lot of money, but I don't see him leaving Florida. Actually, no, he's in Florida. He'll get like nine and a half. Yeah, man. That's true. Yeah, because there's no uh, no income tax, right? Yep. And they have a winning team now. So Even though okay. if I'm Barkoff, I want more than Bobrovsky. Oh. <laughs> I'm doing a little more than he is. That's if he's not yeah. bought out by then. I don't know. <laughs> Give him 10, 10 and a half. I'd say 10 and a half for Barkov. Not that he deserves more, but I mean in Florida. They're going to lock him up and extend Hubert out at the same time. Watch. I hope they do. I honestly they might do they might do the Taves and Kane thing where they just announce it at the same time and like they it's identical contracts. It's 2016. It's just like the 2016 team. They're just damn fun to watch and it's really nice. When Florida's good, it makes that division so much more interesting and that team is just so much fun. Like, and they're, they're gonna be good. I'm gonna trust that they're gonna take the step next up. Exactly, mm-hmm. and dude, and then Quinville's coaching the team. Like, there's no reason I'm not gonna be. I'm on Bill Zito as the GM. And the personal they have is great. Exactly. Zito is easily my favorite GM in the league, but that's not a that's not news to anybody. So yeah, I think they're gonna take a huge step next year. Dude, Reinhardt's got a pot forty on that team. I'm sorry. He's gotta get at least forty looking at last season, dude. I don't know forty, but like thirty is definitely realistic. Oh, for sure thirty. I I, I don't know. Dude, if I, Hoffman can get thirty five, he can get thirty five. That's true. Exactly. And Brian Hart, from my knowledge, is actually a much better player all around. But low bar, it's Mike Hoffman. <laughs> but remember, it's character issues, guys. But is it really? And that was that yes. was another thing about the draft I wanted to bring up. Like you, they always talk yes, always about character, character issues, yeah. <laughs> and then we see, oh man, we'll get into that later. Um, Kale McCarr, six times nine, nice, nice, nice. Um, I'm not going to compare it Don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, like... Sackett didn't even wait 24 hours to dunk on Bowman. <laughs> okay. I did see he is an RFA, but either way, like, and Jones was a UFA, but either way, incredible steal. I think it's great for both sides. Like, you get your $9 million per Colorado is... I, I would, it would not surprise me if they come back and win the Cup the next year. They just have such an incredible team. Both both sides went on this, and Kale McCarr, he's gonna win. 
He's going to win at least a Norris within those six years. I have no doubt in my mind about that. And he's probably going to get like 12 million plus on his next contract. So win for both sides. Yeah, it's a a great deal for Colorado. Kale gets his money. It's, yeah, not much else to say. I don't know what else to say about it. It's been a bit signed. Another sidekick masterclass. Very well. They look very good. So we kind of got into this already, just kind of like a free agency preview. Um, It's interesting because we haven't, I don't know, I haven't been on Twitter. I don't know if there's been any news about on like Dougie Hamilton or Gabriel Anderskog or even Alex Ovechkin for that matter. But Uh, Alex Ovechkin, from what I've heard, according to Russian Machine Never Breaks, is according to McClellan, they're saying that um, they're trying to get him signed by Wednesday. Like they Um, they have lined up to where she should be signed by Wednesday. Isn't Carolina trying to sign Hamilton too by Wednesday, which I don't think is going to happen at all. Yeah. You, if you reach came out and said the devils are making a full court press on him. Yeah. He, he, they, they, they should, they should. Um, <laughs> the Blackhawks should have, but you know what? Um, uh, um, regarding Hamilton, like they're not going to pay Alexander Nadelkovich. Are they going to pay Dougie Hamilton? I think he's going to free agency. He's going to free agency. Yeah. I'm really surprised that Seattle wasn't going to willing, be willing to pay. I, I don't either. The nine yeah. and a half they or whatever. All the, they have all this money. Yeah. Like I, I know I, they might go after another four because their defense is kind of set, but I feel like they could add another four piece. So that kind of makes sense, I guess. But, I just don't like. Is Brandon Saad going to go be a Seattle Kraken? I, I hope. Mean, oh, like you said, I can actually get a jersey. Ordering that jersey within the minute that he signs. Well, because like they need wingers, and like I'm trying to think of the wingers that are like are not wingers, just forwards general i feel like top six forwards and there's a good amount available this year coleman just, schwartz yeah it's which ones fit and it sounds like yeah. they already talked to schwartz a good bit so schwartz might be interesting they might just said, right, we'll get you even landis cog yeah yeah landis cog they might circle back on um i don't know what paul mary's doing in the island but that could be interesting apparently they want to bring him back of course Ish. they do from what i heard which makes all sense. cheaper than he did it in new jersey watch because lou um who else is available? I'm trying to think. Like Mikel Granlin's a guy who's going to sign somewhere cheap, and like, I feel like... S- oh what? Sorry, sorry. I was going to feel like I don't know. Granlin just seems like the guy where he's gonna. It's going to take a bit. I don't think he's going to sign the first day. He might even be someone where he goes for a cheap deal at the beginning of like the season. You know, kind of like how Soderberg and you should just go us. to Chicago. I mean, that's not bad as like a middle six center. Nah, dead ass. The guy, the team, Mikel Granlin should actually go sign with is probably Toronto. That's a good fit too. Like go sign there. Like I know T from what it sounds like, I heard Pagnota say that um it sounds like a lot of the free agents don't aren't really willing to sign in Canada, unless you're Zach Hyman. But yeah. um <laughs> Wow, that's it continues to be a thing. Oh, dude, it sounds like that's the done deal. It's yeah, like Zach, seven times five point yeah. five as soon as Wednesday hits, right? Like something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of them acquiring the rights. It's just it's really a matter of if it's gonna be seven or eight years. Yeah, I think well no, it sounds like Edmonton's comfortable with it being seven years. So they'll just wait till Wednesday. Yeah. So <sighs> we'll see. Yeah, Zach Bogosian I heard is not going back with the Leafs just because of all the restrictions that in go back Canada. To Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, um Did it know is a free agent? That's another guy who that would be a find the money. Or not that they have the money, but you know, find the time to go sign that seems like stuff. a seattle that seems like a seattle fit as well just because it, it feels like they're building this def- more defensive oriented team 
Mm-hmm. Wonder if like they overpay Casey Sezikis. Uh, um, I don't know. Are, are the Islanders bringing him back? I have no idea. But, I would, th- I would think they're gonna try, but Sezikis because they need to have the best. They need the identity line. Listen, if there was anyone on that identity line worth what they were making, it was Casey Sezikis. Oh, I would have yeah. paid 3.5 for him on my team every day of the week. Like, Nick Benino is probably going to sign in freaking Seattle if they're going to go off a of defensive because he's so good defensively. Um, yeah, like, there's just so many freaking free agents. I don't know. Like, there's going to be, like, at least five names where we all just look at each other like, yeah, I uh, totally forgot he was even there, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm going to pull up the list right now. Oh, my gosh. Like yeah, There's, there's going to be goalies available, too. Uh, Olmark, Anderson. I wonder um, if the Hawks take a flyer on Frederick Anderson. Honestly. I would not mind that at all, honestly. Like, a one-year prove-it kind of deal, I would love that. Yeah, dude. Worst case, you flip him at the deadline, get picks back. Like, jeez. Hey, I mean, he doesn't have to face Jonathan Taves anymore, so that's a good thing for him. Facts. There's confidence on his side now. Yeah, David Krejci. David Krejci is going to be interesting if he doesn't resign. Yeah, I I still think I still think he resigns in Boston just because it's so hard to not see him. It's so hard to see him anywhere else, and I just feel like they're going to get him like for probably like a very cheap contract, like a weird six. It's going to be like four times seven and a half. No, I don't even even think that. Like, I think he's going to do Joel Thornton, where he just keeps signing one year contracts and make like close to league minimum. That's what I think. Why not? Because you 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 made your money. You get to you get to play behind Bergeron. You get to play with Taylor Hall for a full year. Like I would do that, Mm -hmm. and you might have a chance to win another cup. Yeah, even pays itself right there. There's a good fucking time. Oh yeah, dude. Like. I'm looking at, like, these free agents. There's definitely two names that stick out also. Like, you got to think Tomas Tatar is going to be a guy that That's is going to get picked one. up by someone. And, like, he is just going to go back to being a 60-point player because he's just been rotting in Montreal. And, and drive then, other team offensive whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. not, not much at all, I should say. I mean, they have some pieces, but they just don't have a system that really allows you to, to really flourish as a skilled player um, unless you're as good as Cole Caulfield. Man, Tatar... Or Nick Suzuki. Dude, Tatar's going to Tampa Bay on like a one-year league mid. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. Him and, right. him and Corey Perry are both going to go together. <gasps> I, want, I want Corey Perry to go to Tampa so bad, actually. <laughs> With Maroon, just no line have I ever disliked that much. Hey, hey the Anaheim boys are back again. Hmm? Also, the I Anaheim boys guessing. are back again, Maroon and uh, Perry. <laughs> I'm leaving this. I actually hate you both. No, and then no, and then we'll get Matt Bolesky out of retirement. Let's go. Dude, how how much? How much do you want to bet that We're Stan Bowman Dupree when we need him? How much do you want to bet that Stan Bowman gives Hosa and Colin Aston if he can lace him up again? Finally, well, you know hey, you know what be might be worse than that? How about Getzlaff and Perry both going to Vegas? Oh, vomiting my mouth <laughs> right now. Terrible. Because gets left to Vegas makes sense because apparently he was linked there. And, and if you're going to oh, go anywhere. Be a golden knight. Yeah. And like it just everything about it makes sense. So gets left going to Vegas. Like you have a chance to win a cup. Hell, they might, he might even be their first line center with the center death that they have. But I, what am I saying? Brett Howden's right there. Um. <laughs> oh, thank you. But. Hmm. No, I, I, I think Vegas, uh, like, uh, Getzloff might go to Vegas on a cheap one-year contract. That, I think that makes sense. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, gets left in Vegas just makes too much sense. He's been linked there for at least two years now. So, and he doesn't want to move far away from his family. So. No. And you're playing in Vegas, like by all accounts, Vegas is like probably a top three place to live in the like at least NHL market wise. <laughs> well, really, yeah. in general. Yeah. I'm just, like, looking at all these free agent names, and I'm trying to figure out who's going to be the most overpaid one that shouldn't be paid that much. Who's <clears throat> that common? Overrated one. Yeah. Um, obviously. Wait, I felt like we've already brought that up, but, like, Thomas Tatar, I think, is going to get underpaid. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, what are Jake we? Mc- oh, yeah, McCabe's going to oh, get when, underpaid. When, Wenberg, too. Yeah, yeah, Wenberg, too. Like, that's a good bet. Jaden Schwartz is a good bet, I feel like. 29. I feel like he'll kind of. I think he'll kind of just get what he's worth. I don't think he's gonna get overpaid, but I don't think he's gonna get underpaid. No, I mean underpaid for Jaden Schwartz. I don't think he's gonna get like like the contract he deserves in my eyes. I don't know. Oh. I I could see him getting like four point something, and everyone's like, "What?" Like it's a fully deal, you know? Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Tyler Bozak gets five mil on the open market again. <laughs> he's all, he's a UFA. What Bro, but Louis... he had thir- he had seventeen points in thirty one games. He's so good. Yeah, what if St. Louis brings him back? I just hope they do he's that. Thirty five. Jeez. Not know he was that old. Yeah, Ryan Murray, like poor guy. Didn't even score a goal last year. Oh uh, yeah, that guy injuries, injuries, injuries. That sucks so much. Oh, and the and I found out the easy answer. It's Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman's gonna get paid like six, seven million dollars. Just watch. So, so is Zach Hyman. He gets seven. He should get. I, I like him at six, but I think he's gonna get seven. Blake Coleman to Seattle, and then they're gonna trade for Barkley Goodrow, and then they're gonna get the whole line back from Woo! Tampa just to yeah. piss everyone off. Yeah, then New York sent him to like a six-year contract with like three point six something. It's. It's like the what is what deal. is New York doing by the way? What the hell are they doing? Right. It's it's Chris Drury, it's James Dolan or whatever. Like Chris, yeah, oh, it's James Dolan and Chris Drury. They're both idiots. Like yeah. I don't care because I thought they were going in such a great direction with Jeff Gordon, but like just this off season, it seems like they want to go more grit, more size, and all that. They stuff. They didn't even draft well. Like I can't even remember who they picked. To be honest. Dude, uh, Drury is exactly what we thought he was. He's, they are what we thought they were. Yes Let him off the hook. He's a yes man. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Maybe I'm just, because I heard that song. Uh, but no, he's a yes man. He's literally just a little fucking henchman for James Dolan. That sucks. That really sucks. But it is what it is. Anybody who trades Pavel Buchnevich for Sammy Blay just does not deserve to be a Here's the thing. The only way that deal is a win for the Rangers is if Buchnevich gets over paid out the ass as an RFA. Like, if Bushnevich gets, like, 6.5, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Huh? Bushnevich is a fucking monster, though, man. Like, that guy is so good all around. I just... I, I am so... And he's in our division. I'm so fucking angry for Rangers fans. What a horrible, horrible trade. That guy should be one of your big pieces for the future. That should be an untouchable. And you trade him for... Sammy Blay in a pick? Like, okay. Cool. Whatever. I'm not going to lose my mind. The worst part is they got rid of Brett Howard, and I can't believe it. What a disgusting trade. How are you going to let Kenny be free of his demons? This isn't fair. Yeah, you heard my boy Kenny. They killed Kenny. Bullshit. And those Uh, bastards, eh? Yeah, that's what I say. Let's see. Expiry status. 
Let's look at the UFAs. Because I want to see who do you think is who do we think is going to be the most. Who's going to be that guy who signs like one year league men and just goes right off? Because I think Tatar is going to be one of those guys. I think Brian Suter does it, but I think that already makes sense just because of the bias yeah. on Parise. Yeah. Apparently, both of them are going to Islanders because Suter played with Trotz and then Lou Lamorello yeah. and Zach Parise. It makes all the sense. I heard Suter wasn't interested in the Ion. Though. Oh, he isn't? Guys, yeah, I thought he said he might not be. How much do you think Tyson Berry's getting? Oh, oh he's going to six times, times six. Three. From the Oilers, whatever it is, I don't know. He's going to Edmonton now. If he resigns for more than for more than three years, oh, I think it's going to be a six times six. I have no doubt in my mind. It's Ken Holland we're talking about here. Six by six. Oh, it's the next to Kaiser. Six contract. I will fucking Joe slide. <laughs> okay, I I really hope Edmonton does that now. <laughs> I will let's make it. I will fucking Joe slide TikTok everything. Where do we think Dano goes? Because that's a very interesting one. Vegas. Vegas. Oh, he'd be I've been saying it. He'd be perfect in Vegas. I yeah, that was a guy because we were looking through centers. We were looking through centers and who's going to go to Vegas? We were looking through I, Ottawa Senators. And I don't couldn't find anyone. Shocker. <laughs> I don't think any of us thought that he wasn't going to resign in Montreal back when we did that, but it's clear he's not. He's not. Yeah. It's crazy because I don't know what that team's going to be without him, but whatever. You know, he doesn't get healthy scratch anymore. You can give Paul Byron 18 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they still got to do Charlotte <laughs> shit, so, I mean, how much better is that going to be? I don't know here. Luke Richardson's better, so by the way. Not, is he for sure not resigning in Colorado? Landis Cog? Oh, no, Grubauer. Grubauer? I have no idea. Uh, I think they do resign him, but it also wouldn't shock me if they didn't. It's kind of 50-50, I would think. I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's that guy. He's not that guy, though. Trust me. He's yeah, not cool, that yeah. guy. Well, then who's going to be the guy in Colorado? <laughs> Jonas jo- Johansson and Devin Dubnik. Jonas Johansson, the worst player to ever <laughs> – the worst goalie to ever play for the Sabres organization. Wow. Remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Amazing. Oh, my Amazing. By the way, I figured it out. The Avs are signing Frederick Anderson, and he's going to win a Vesna in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to win the cup, and Nazem Kadri is going to hand him the cup. I want max chaos, baby. I'm sorry. Max chaos. To the point with the Leafs. The Hawks, it hurts when they fuck up because I, I'm from the city, and because they've won, there's a standard set. With the Leafs, it's just ridiculous. It's hilariosity. It's insanity. This shit. Brandon Saad re-signs for four times four, and then Nazem Hakadri hands the cup to Brandon Saad. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I actually hope I hope Saad resigns there. He, if he resigns there, he's gonna thrive. Still, he's gonna get a cup. Good for him. Good for him if he does that. Honestly, I, I want the best for the guy. It's not. It's not his fault. He liked him or anything. Screwed him over three different times. Bullshit. Two, I guess, but still. Bowman screwed him over. For One too many back. times. He he screwed him over for bringing him back and having to put him through this whole mess. That's that's also his As mistake. As Doja Cat says, this shit happened one too many times. That's <laughs> 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 the podcast name. It <laughs> happened to one too many times. Yeah. Um, you know what? I was originally gonna go for the podcast name. You know how? No, you know how my my tweet got put. At least it's not uh, eight years. I was gonna go with that, but no, I gotta do that now. 
That has to. Oh man, that's also really, really good. Yeah. But this should happen. That's more. another thing. They said it was seven years, and then I'm like, okay, at least it's not eight years. And, and then the, the next thing I see, I get added by. I think it was Leafs fan who added me. And then I checked, and it's like rune shit because he went, oh my bad, my bad. It's actually eight times eight point two five, and I was like, that's. He not- said that. He did. He tweeted that. Wow. He tweeted that. Because uh, Debrink could have her on Twitter. Um, poor guy was going through it too. And he was like, like, he was ranting, saying essentially what we're all saying. And he's like, 9.5. And he's like, okay, 8.25. But I'm still mad. I saw this from Brian Lawton. I'm like, oh, did I miss this? I go to Cap Friendly. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's still bad. Okay, cool. Um, Even though I got embarrassed, at least I shout out the podcast. So if anyone's uh, somehow uh, is listening to that from uh, seeing that tweet, hello. Hi, this Wait, is our bro. hell. Welcome to it. Did, you like that hockey struggle tweet? Where, oh, I saw that. That yeah, was amazing. Yeah. And it has that like three thousand likes. I'm pretty sure. Michael <laughs> Frolik. I think Michael Frolik wouldn't be a bad bottom six pickup for somebody. I think he still got something. I don't know. Jay Fresh probably has a fucking graph that what shits on me. Like thing player, that what Jay Fresh said. But Jay Fresh said red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually warmed up to him a little bit lately. I just. That that playoff you know was just gruesome. It was gruesome. That the, see if the, we can get him on the show. Honestly, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's not an idiot. Like I, I've said it before, he's not an idiot. He's not. He's clearly very smart for what he does. Very smart at what he does. Uh, I just, it's just some of the discourse, man, and the way he'll handle it. It's just not, not my style. I feel like it's own. analytics. I feel like from both ends of the spectrum, like if you're heavy analytic or heavy eye test, I feel like it's oh, like that for both sides. And everyone like, knows, yeah. m- you know, me and anybody here, anybody who's heavy, not analytics is a fucking just as bad or probably worse because they, they right. don't have anything to back it up. At least analytic, like people with analytics, they have put all this work into studying what you need to watch the game these guys have watched the game like three times over. yeah but they put out they but they scrolled through channels and saw rangers game so come on dude and because the because the hockey guy told me that seth jones is an elite defenseman so therefore there's no reason (laughs) to look at to watch his game tape and to look at his statistics or anything no that doesn't matter no you know what? We um, just have like Jim Matheson on and like Jay Fresh on. Oh, <laughs> and just have I, the no, we're having debate. Having debate. It's like the Sam Cedar, <laughs> Stephen Crowder. <Yeah. laughs> oh, Jay Fresh! What a what a surprise! Yeah. <laughs> um, shit, I'm looking through. A, oh man, Luke Glendening's a free agent. Oh no. Oh He's god. He's going to Edmonton. He's going to Edmonton. He's he is totally to going to five Edmonton. by five. <laughs> That's at least four by four. Come on, like that's four by four is perfect. No, he's it'll be get, his friend. It'll be his next Franz Nielsen deal. He's gonna get the Brandon Tanev six deal. Five, six, six, five, six. No, he's getting the Brandon Tanev deal or the Jay oh. Beagle deal. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can see that. <clears throat> Marcus Sorensen. That's oh, Marcus Sorensen. I gotta be honest, I don't know too much about him, but I know he played on San Jose, so uh, I guess anything is an upgrade from that. <laughs> that's how, man. That's how I look at it. If there's somebody on a bad team who you who you look at and you're like, maybe they can only go there. up. Hey, maybe we it didn't work out there, but maybe we can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Sorensen, this is the worst team I've ever played on, Homer Simpson. <laughs> the worst team the yet. Worst team yet. Marcus Sorensen has been signed by the Chicago Blackhawks to a three by three deal. All right, so I'm going to – you know what I'm going to do, Pierce? I'm going to pull up his graphs. His graphs. His stats. Did you say you're going to pull up the stats? Mm -hmm. The stats. All right, let's see. 
Marcus Sorensen. Just to get an idea. Like I, I I've liked what you know, I, I like what I see from him. He's very good in the penalty kill, from what I know. I'm pretty sure he scored. That I can check easily. I'm pretty sure he scored at least once. He scored at least one or two or somewhere in the middle. Shorthanded. He might have even scored one and a half. You never know, dude. There's no, there's nothing that can quantify that. Maybe like, maybe like the puck just hit off the crossbar and then like the puck broke in two and then like one half went in and the other just like went wide. Hasn't that happened before? Probably. uh, I don't know what the NHL, but I know what's happened. There was one. There was there was a goal that went through the net that was interesting. Oh, I remember Shea Weber in the 2010 Olympics blasted one right through the net, and then of course Pierre Maguire's like that puck went in, scored it went right through the net, it went right through the net. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Marcus Sorensen has scored two shorthanded goals in his career, <laughs> exactly oh, <wow>. two. <laughs> no, okay, so don't don't listen to me. I clearly do not know what I'm talking about. Um, it's better than one and a half. <clears throat> that's true. No, he is horrible analytically. My bad. But I just like, had yeah. a thought. Well, it also San Jose. I just had a thought. It's also San Jose, yeah. If the puck yeah, goes through the net, if you score a goal and the puck goes through the net, should that count as one and a half goals or even yes. two goals? No, two goals. I feel like if you can rip it that hard and get it through clean and break the net, I feel like that's <clears> worth <throat> at least a goal. No, and that's half. two goals. That's two goals. Yeah. You're that fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's two goals right there. All right, experience status. Da, 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 da. Uh, and that's another thing. Like, if you score from the neutral zone, should that be worth two as well? Yes. And then if you score it from your own end, anything three. outside the blue line is an extra half goal. <laughs> and then from your like stat. behind the behind the net, it's like three goals. <laughs> Christian Fullen, one and a half career goal scorer. That's, that's one, of the, best, one of the most creative goals I've ever seen, where he wound up to dump it in. He stares at the boards to dump it in, and he just shoots it right at the net. I think it, whoever it was just booked it for the wall as soon as he wound up. I don't so even funny. remember that, to be honest. No, it's so funny. Look it up. Christian Fullen, center ice goal. It's fucking hilarious. Well, there's something for me to do after the podcast. Ooh, we've talked about him. Uh, Besides, uh... Can- no. Going oh, I was gonna. I thought you were talking like Keith Daniel Chicago. I'm like, no. No, but he's gonna go somewhere. He's gonna get that. He's again. He's gonna be the guy who gets that one year deal. Boston, deadline piece. Interesting. Yeah. He's <coughs> from Boston, bro. He's going to Boston. Yeah, they're gonna lose Mike Riley because Mike Riley's gonna get multiple years, and they're gonna sign go to Chicago. Him. His hometown boy. I I do hope Mike Riley comes here. That'd be a nice. That'd be good. That'd be a nice top four guy. Do we think Schwartz, Jaden Schwartz? That's another guy who he's going to Seattle. He should. Well, like, I just read a LeBron article that said they're definitely circling back on him come Wednesday. Interesting. Because they apparently got really deep into extension talks when they were going to potentially pick him during the expansion draft. So, and they all, he also said Deneau and Hamilton could be still on the table. Like, they could circle, or not Hamilton, Landis Cobb. Landis Cobb. Yeah, Landis please, Cobb. Hamilton. Hamilton would be so right, fun. Now they're yeah, already out. Add to their rocky They're already out on defense. Hamilton. They need Landis Cobb. Yeah. yeah. Sven Berchi. That dude fell off a cliff. Yeah, I think concussions under them. Do we think Alec Martinez has a real shot at being a Chicago Blackhawk? No. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't know. Unless we overpay. Yeah. You have to give him a, a two-year contract. Like, if you give him a six-time two, I'm fine because like he's older, and I'm pretty sure he had like a, a what was it, a leg injury or something like that. So. Yeah. I say give him like two by four. Oh, honestly. another I don't thing. I don't know if he wants a long term or not. Another thing, Vladimir Tarasenko, he has to get traded, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he's yeah. gone. Oh, dude, there's there's no way he's a St. Louis Blue next season. I, no. I can even I can assure you that after all the things he said about their medical no, staff, all, and the, all, that, all the no way. Were burnt. Yeah. I'm genuinely surprised that the trade that the trade Fletcher made wasn't um Tarasenko for Voracek, honestly, because mm. they were in on Voracek for a while. I'm I'm very. They must have really wanted them to retain salary on Tarasenko because that sounds like that's the deal breaker yeah. right now. Because it sounds like teams are clearly interested. And oh, Florida was one of those teams. You want they Vladimir Tarasenko on your team? Someone. You want Vladimir Tarasenko on your team? I I think so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know anyone who wouldn't. Like but, LA should kick tires on it. Honestly. So should Edmonton, but you know. I don't. I hope he goes to Florida. Just keep that team going, man. Honest to God, I could see. Imagine you have a top line of Barkov, Tarasenko, Duclair. Just disgusting. Or Duclair in there like we wouldn't notice. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, main source, my main source just joined Stevie. You know, no! You know what how I broke. Stevie saying, okay, Fierce. insider cat. Let's go. Bro, she's saying, bro, she's saying that the Blackhawks may, may make a trade within the next hour or so. Dude, call her, call, her, call her a Doja Cat because she knows what the streets are saying. Sheesh. Do, do we think that Tarasenko goes to Florida? Because I was saying to Dylan, imagine you have Barkov, Tarasenko, oh, Duclair. That is beyond disgust. You know what? Go all out. And then Dude, I said, Barkov, the player, like we wouldn't notice. Duclair, all the speed. And Tarasenko. I hate you to take that spot. Mm-hmm. Well, he already has it, but Tarasenko's essentially like. He's a, you, you evolve your Pokemon, you're going from Verhage to Tarasenko. No, I'm saying you keep Verhage on the line as the yeah, energy Yeah, Verhage, Barkov, uh, and see, uh, yeah. Tarasenko. Okay. That's, what, why Huberto, I got, that's why I was like, I, Duclair wasn't the name I throw out there. And then what, Huberto, Reinhardt, and Duclair, and then yeah. like Hornfrist no. and Bennett on, Hornfrist and Bennett on your third Bennett. line? Oh my god. Sano, oh! Like, and Tippett's still there, and they still got Denisenko coming up, and they still got Hepo Niemi. And Mason Marchment. Jason. Jason. Mason Marchment. <laughs> yeah, they got a bunch of dudes. They got a good forward core. They're going to be a bunch of dudes, and they're pretty good. No, but Stevie let me know that uh, Philadelphia was training their first round pick, and she also let me know that Vancouver was training their first round pick. So a shout out to my cat. Yeah. Yeah, and I got the Seth one Jones right too. I said Bokefist in the twelfth overall pick are going to Columbus. I hate myself. You can Why did you say that, bro. Because you principle, bro. Because the people they need, need to know the truth. truth. Exactly. It's a piece the of the saw that and he's like, Stan, what do you what, what does he know that I don't? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that damn pick. Um, do we want to, do we want to get into this? Do we really want to? I don't personally. Uh, I don't, can. Um, I don't, I don't even want to give this jackass the time of day. I, I don't either. I just want to talk from a, from a perspective of like, uh, sexual assault survivors. Like this just must be the yeah, biggest. Yeah, no, go ahead. It I, must, just, must, I don't want to give this no, guy. I, I totally understand. Like. The fact I think all most of this goes on the Montreal organization and Mark Verschman, yeah, like say what you will about uh, Logan Mayu, but at the very least, like he said, he didn't want to be drafted that year. He wants to take that. That's, that's at least a step from what Bro, you think. Bro, like if, next if this player doesn't want to be picked, 
And then on top of that, not only did they take him round one, if he didn't make it out of that pick, they were at least someone five else. teams that were going to pick him. Someone else was going to get him. Yeah, someone else was going to get him. Fuck, man. It's so sad it's like, that I was happy when I saw he wasn't on Chicago's because I'm like, oh, hey, at least you did one singular thing right. Hey, but, at least we didn't take someone like that. But then you look at what's going on with the organization. You're like, oh, yeah, we don't get we don't even have a that. round to talk on. But this is the same thing we said on the no. on the draft on Friday on the stream. And I was talking about like Bowman and the Jones trade. This is the same thing with him and Lemie, or Malou or whatever the fuck his name is. I'm not getting his Mayor, name right. I don't, Mayor, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Dude, fucking – this is another case of an organization being like, oh, we can fix him. Oh, we get he has all these problems, but we can fix him. Like, no, stop Akeem, with this second chance revision. Yeah. is bullshit. No, but Akeem, dude. I love the character issue. Even if, character problem. Even if, yeah, like, even if he didn't say he didn't want to be drafted, that is not somebody who deserves a second chance. At least not for a long time. And he knows time. it. Even he knows it. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. can't, like, you can't. Like un like declare from the draft apparently. You so can't. No, you can, there's no. There's no agreement. There's no. There, or so there's no rule that lets you just say fuck no. I'm done. I'm not getting drafted. There's nothing that lets you do that. And I hope he doesn't show up for training camp. I hope he doesn't do any of it. I hope he sticks through with his decision because it was the right decision. And I I just want to say one thing, and I, it's a bit unfortunate, but this is not. This is not something that. Uh, is a unicorn situation in uh, hockey. This happens no. very often. Look at the, look at the two often. guys that were just bought out, Tony D'Angelo and Jake Fertanen. I'm talking about Austin Matthews. Like, look at I played house hockey. I played nothing, okay? Like, I didn't go to juniors anything. But I knew guys who played juniors. I knew guys who played college. This is normal shit. And I'm not yeah, saying that's that. that's the norm, and that's I'm unfortunate. I'm saying that guys, like I'm saying hockey fans who don't know about that, Keep your fucking heads up because this. There, I think that a lot of this is going to come out in the next few years, dude. Look at, look at the way technology is. You can find out things so easily. How many funny ass Connor McDavid Snapchats have we seen from the old days? Come on, like, Gucci, this, if it, you're wondering. This stuff yeah, for Saucy, if you're wondering. <laughs> Austin Matthews when he's in the emo haircut. Lucky me. <laughs> like those are some. Those are the positives of. Uh, of uh, old things coming up, but there are going to be a lot of uh, these situations. I think that come. come There's a lot us. of skeletons in the closet. Yeah, and I, I hope that that is a positive in the sense that it, it allows these players to develop higher standards because this is something that does need to change. And I'm sorry if you disagree. Uh, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. This is disgusting. That's putting it kindly. It's unacceptable. Like, yeah. The fact that this is happening is disgusting. And I'm sorry. I'm not saying that he is. He he did this. It's his fault. But I'm not. I, what I mean to say is that it starts. This happens because this is taught and this is enabled not only by players but by coaches by the culture itself. This needs to stop happening, and that starts with the culture. And this and this also and you know what after the culture teaches that. The players need to call each other out. You cannot enable that shit. I bet you money he had five guys around him and they're laughing at it while they're doing this. That's the kind of shit that happens and that needs to stop. I don't give a shit when anybody calls me for saying that. It needs to fucking stop. That starts with the coaches. That starts with the culture and how it's distributed. And it ends with the players. The players need to grow the fuck up and stop this shit. This cannot be a, this cannot be the culture of this sport. It's a great sport and it deserves so much better than this. 
the sport on the ice Best is so much better than what happens at worst the culture in the in the world. Like it's my awful. opinion, yeah, best sport, worst culture, and there needs to be some progress in it. It needs it's going to be small. It's not going to happen overnight. I think no. the best case scenario, if you want to get rid of it, it takes you ten years at least. But it needs to stop. I just hope that I see it in my lifetime, and I hope that many other people do as well. Here's the thing. Uh, Everyone's like, like, oh, he was only 17 when he did this. I don't give a fuck. No. No, no. no. He is sharing explicit pictures, like, non-consensual, like, without consent. Like, there's one thing to make a mistake of, like, okay, you're driving, you're running a red light. Okay, shit happens. But it's another thing to do that. No. Yeah, it's you, entirely different situation. To a, here. Another human being, you have sexually humiliated them. It, it was it not revenge porn? I, I, am I forgetting something like that? I, I do all those lines. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, it's awful. It's terrible. terrible. I've it made a lot be of done. stupid decisions in my life. We're human. Like, well, this yeah, is a different like, thing. This is this, this is, is, this is much level. different. And I'm not saying. Well, I'm not the golden standard. I'm just saying that I'm only going to talk for myself. But I know that many people, like you guys, and you know. Anybody I know was smart enough not to do that shit when they were 17, from my knowledge. I was not taught that that shit was okay. And I doubt that his parents taught him that shit, but I, you know who probably did. It comes from the players. Oh, it comes culture. from the environment. It's like we talk about with racism. Racism, you don't just grow up with it. It's taught. This you're not born into – you're not born, like, with, with hate. You're taught. No, you're not born with, like, 70% Italian, 30% racist. Like, it doesn't work that way. It's not in your DNA. It's taught. You can be – you can just be an asshole, but to be to do things like this shit, it's taught. And That's, it's like, it. psychopathic, man. It is. It is. It is. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I need I, – I've been – yeah, that one really irks me. Well, whenever I hear about it, I've I, I don't know I don't know it it really uh, it really irks me. So and I, like, I, I don't want to. Mark Bergevin, we already know he's connected to the Brad Aldridge situation. Yeah. He can say he wasn't there. He can go fuck himself. Too. And here's another thing: Mark Bergevin is the same guy who wanted Slava Boynov, wanted Tony D'Angelo, hired Sean Burke, who has a right, history no. of domestic abuse. Like this, this Wait, needs to be talked hired? about more. Who's he hired? Sean Burke, I believe, and he's had Sean like a history of domestic abuse. abuse. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, Christ, the goalie, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't oh, even, yeah. Christ. Yeah, no, no. That guy needs to be gone yesterday. And also traded P.K. Subban because of character issues. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Character issues. And that's another thing. We get, <clears throat> like, oh, we can take on this guy. We can fix him. But then we look at guys like Akeem Aliou. Oh, he's a, he's, a, he's a locker room problem or whatever. He has character issues. And even, like, I saw this tweet. It's like being a shorter... Being short in the NHL draft hurts you more than the committing an actual crime. Wow, you you just nailed it on the head. You just nailed it right in the head. Yeah. I don't know who said that, but like shout out whoever tweeted no, it. Whoever so said that, it's true. Right. All yeah. these guys have such a wrong priority. Just the worst priority. Again, it's one thing that he does, but there's a one thing, another thing that an NHL team said, okay, we're going to help fix this guy. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was the press conference. Trevor Timmons, who's their head of scout, was asked, like, if Logan Mayu said he didn't want to be drafted, why did you draft him? And he sat there, like, for 30 seconds of silence. <clears throat> we had to think of his answer. And that, that says everything. Mark Bergevin, I'm sorry. Like, just, I'm sorry. It, it made me made me sick, that playoffs, the way they're, like, just praising him left and right. That's not a good man. I'm sorry. 
No, like, again, I said this already, like, he's definitely entertaining, but, like, all this shit that's come out, like, no, he doesn't deserve a job. Neither does Stan Bowman, neither does anyone involved in that. I don't care if he's, oh, he's big and muscular, <laughs> look how he's, like, the most ripped GM in the league. I don't give a shit. That's he not, cares about his players. Clearly that's not. That's not cute. That's not cute. No. Uh, All I have to say is, fuck that guy. Fuck yeah, that guy. anyone involved, like, I don't want to get in depth with it because it just keeps getting worse and worse, but yeah, anyone involved in the Blackhawks needs to be put in jail or at the very least suspended, like, temporarily suspended. They should not be being able to make these decisions right now, let alone going up to a podium with eight women behind you. Who do not deserve any of this and saying, look what I did here. And like with just a smirk on your face, I hate it. Yeah, so I want to. Oh, my God. And I guess I'm just saying all this in the in the, in the the hopes that if there's anybody listening to this, it's a hockey player who's involved in juniors, who's even like, again, I talked about I played at house level. If you're if you know of anybody who is like who feels. Who you think needs a better direction with their life and the way they handle themselves, I mean, it simply put with women and the way they're treated. Uh, I mean, really, because this, this is a big thing. The way the way a lot of sports players, and I'd say from my experience, a lot of hockey players see women as their pieces of meat. And this is just another example of they view them as an object and not a human being with exactly. complicated emotions. If, if you can ever call that out, call that out. I don't care. I I'm sorry. I don't care if like you're seen as you know. Oh, what's the what's the word? The, SJW. You know, SJW uh, yeah. feminist. A simp. A, being a feminist. Yeah, simp. Oh, that's the one. Simp. You know, all those different things. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. People need to speak up on the shit, and it needs to stop. That's dude. That's if I'm a last, if I'm a simp, if I'm an SJW for like for caring about women and just like no. making sure they're included and not feel discriminated watching this game, then I guess I am. I'd rather be that uh, than a I'd sexist. Be, I'd rather be a simp and SJW and a feminist than be a fucking sex offender. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So and. The, like and then there's like racism's in the sport, homophobia's in the sport, sexism is still in the spot, misogyny, whatever you want to name it, it's ridiculous. And uh, man, I I hope that just when come Wednesday or Thursday, whenever we record, that we can just talk about free agency and no yeah. more no more GMs try this bullshit. Yeah, just please give me a palate cleanser. Like That's let bad. Tony D'Angelo and Jake Vertanen fuck off to Russia. I don't want to see any team signing them. No, just. We're, if we're live streaming, if we're live streaming on Wednesday, and I see us even rumblings of okay, we're, this team is signing Jake for ten or doing Tony D'Angelo, I'll fucking end it. I don't even care. Uh, I don't want to see that shit. No, I, I, I mean personally, if they get signed, I mean there's always the rumblings and crap. You never know. But if they get That's signed true. for sure, I, I, I would, I agree on that part. Just if they're like if a team officially really like confirmed wanted them enough to sign them, and actually does sign them, like no. Yeah, I, I I would end it right there. And um, I just want to send a message to like, I saw tweets. It's like this is so like just so hard to watch being a, a sexual assault survivor, and I'm a straight white male. Like I've said this so many times, but <laughs> and I'm but like I'm very thankful that I grew up in a family where I have parents that taught me like from right from wrong and put yourself in other people's shoes, be empathetic towards people and. It, it it breaks my heart when I see these, like, women, people of color, just, like, that can't enjoy the sport because we see shit like this. It's just so discouraging. discouraging. Just know, like, I I always got, like, like we definitely the three of us always got each other's, like, their back because we want this game to be more inclusive. There's, there's a reason why we're talking about this right now because we care. We want this game to be for everyone. 
and we no one should ever feel discriminated. Like this is a fun thing. This is entertainment. Everyone should be able to join in hockey. Like obviously, like, like there's gonna be rivalries and stuff. There's gonna be shit talking, but it should never get to a point where it's like, oh, you're you're black, you're women, blah blah blah, you're gay. Like you know, like it should never it should never get to that. It should be like, haha, your your team there was sucks. Player, the juniors man who came out. There was a juniors player I think at a lower level that came out as gay last year, and the, the all the comments on Instagram and granted it's Instagram. This shit unfortunately is more common there. Everyone just, oh, I guess the sport's woke now. A man cannot be, he cannot be open about his sexuality, who he prefers, because apparently that's woke. He can't be himself openly, because people see that as an agenda. That's, I, I cannot stoop that low in stupidity to explain how dumb that is. Then it just needs to stop. Needs to stop. It's um, the exact I, same I, people that are going to be like, oh, gay month? What about the first straight people? Well, well, it's months, literally yeah, every world day, world. even during gay pride month, it's still straight people. Like, <laughs> what you about always... is, um... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, that, th- that's what the, this is what the like... sport of hockey is. It's what aboutism. It's always that. It always you know comes back to that. Unfortunately, becomes it's just corporations monetizing it and gay people being told they're shitty for having their own month. Unfortunately, it becomes that. I, I try to embrace it and celebrate it, but like, you know, it, it, unfortunately, that's just what it devolves into. Uh, well, especially surrounding the sport, I should say. Um, this is one of the topics of hockey. By the way, um, speaking of, you mentioned Pierce, women and women of color. Support Black Girl Hockey if you're listening to this. Please donate mm-hmm. anything. Check them out. They're awesome. Just please give me your time of the day. Check out Indigenous uh, Hockey, too. That was a hashtag they yeah, had. So I've taken the Get Uncomfortable pledge. I hope we see a bunch of NHL teams do that. Seattle's done that. I, I hope we see more of that. That's the thing. It's, it's get uncomfortable. People are afraid to do that. This sport, mm-hmm. I get it. It's your comfort. Like, it's your comfort. I get that. Like, it, that's what it is for me, too. But you have to, when it comes, like, when it comes time, you need to grow the fuck up and you need to stand up for what's right, even if it's uncomfortable. I'm sorry. That's, grow up. Grow the fuck up. It's not that hard if you feel i always say this if you feel uncomfortable discussing that imagine how uncomfortable it must be being discriminated because you're not a straight white male being the topic of the conversation yeah Yeah. good lord like it's it's amazing but again i think i'm kind of rambling i apologize but i just have no no we need to have this discussion yeah but all i all i can say is like Obviously, the Luke Prokop news is incredible. It's 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 amazing to see that mo- pretty much everyone supported him unanimously. But then oh, we see shit like this, God, dude. Yeah, but then awesome. we see this shit. It's like we take a one huge step forward, and then you take a one step huge like huge step backward. And we've talked about a lot of steps back. Literally, just rambled about it. Let's end it up on uh, end it off on those steps forward. Luke fucking Prokop, absolute mm-hmm. legend. Comes out. Oh, what league is he? He's in the. He's about to be in the minors, correct? Yeah, he played for the Calgary Hitmen. I don't. I think he's spending another year there, but I know he's with Nashville. He's like one or two degrees removed from the NHL. Like this yeah. isn't just some guy, man. This isn't just some guy. And like, again, I said this. Even if he doesn't make it, like he's gonna inspire so many other people. His voice got out there. His voice got out there, and that's what fucking matters. That's what matters. He got. To the point where Elton John was congratulating him. That's Dude, how that far. Is fucking, that's Elton fucking John, man. How far his voice got out, though. That's, yeah. why, that's why I try to take away from that. Like, that's a, that's amazing. That's what you need. I, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I want to just focus on how fucking awesome that is. I want yeah, to end, yeah. end it on a damn high note. And that is one of the highest notes this league has seen in the last decade. 
And Lucas Michael's still in the system, baby. Let's go. Philip <laughs> Khrushchev. <laughs> Dude. It's certainly oh. going to be an interesting next few days. Just wait until Wednesday, man. I'm just waiting for Wednesday. Um, Looks like we'll be having Ian Mendes on Wednesday. We are? That's cool. Yeah. That's news. Figure out. I didn't know it was Wednesday. Holy shit. Probably going to have to do that before noon Eastern, because I'd assume he'd like to... Oh, yeah. You know, not That's be in the so podcast cute. when everyone's signing everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, support Black Girl Hockey Club. Don't be an asshole. Um, and enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, I I'm I'm gonna say this too. Like, the <laughs> I don't want to get more dark again, but I kind of like brought this up. It's been a last a, a tough past week for me, but um, I'm oh, just gonna put this out there. Like I lost, I lost a friend, a very close friend to cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's why, I'm sorry. No, but, but it just makes you realize how like hockey, it's a great sport, but there's so much more bigger things in life. So just be nice to people. Like that's all I can say. Be empathetic. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Just be nice to people. And why not? yeah, um, why not? But yeah, we've. But it's going to be fun these next couple of days. Like, no matter what no matter what team you cheer for, it's going to be fun. We're going to see a bunch of big contract. We're going to see a bunch of big trades. And, season, baby. Yeah. And there's going to be basically one month off. That's just August. It's going to be September. There's going to be prospect tournaments. There's going to be preseason. There's going to be the NHL season. It's all going to go by quick. Um, but, yeah, again, support Black Girl Hockey Club. Um, we're always going to try to talk about this. It's tough to, but. Again, but whatever. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, it's definitely been an adventure. I can say that. Uh, <laughs> Even above anything else. Yeah, it's definitely an adventure. Um, but thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all are doing good, getting your vaccine shots, and yeah. And uh, we'll have a free agency preview shot uh, podcast on th- on Tuesday, and then we'll have the live stream. Wednesday, we'll have a show on Thursday kind of recapping it, and then hopefully we have Ben Pope and uh, Scott Powers on sometime next week, and then that'll be it. We're going to take a huge break from this in the summer. We desperately need it. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, good wishes, or well wishes and good vibes to anybody listening or not listening. Yeah, we said it's been a, been a crazy little while as a hockey fan, but best wishes to everybody out there. Yep. Uh, yeah. I kind of uh, ended it off on a better note. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, y'all. Peace.